0: Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? And a
1: breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What up, what up? Rose Podcast Ever. It's episode 26. It's your boy C. Diddy. I'm uh, the Ron Harper of podcasting, Matt. No makes me sick. Just Matt. Just Matt.
0: Just Matt. How will they find you on social media? Well, I'm still Matt Makes Me <laughs> Sick on social media. For the time being, <laughs> for the time being, <laughs> until I find out who owns the. He's, uh, he's
1: still uh surveying the the mats that are out there on Instagram, yeah. Trying to see if he can. Get I really his just name want that name, <laughs> like M A T T, like that's what I want.
0: Yeah. But you know, like Y at Y G, you just want at Matt. Yeah, somebody else has one that's pretty basic, like that. Um, can't think who it is, but somebody I know has like a basic ass ad name on Instagram. And, like, they got a huge following with this shit. Yeah, they probably paid for it.
1: Yeah, probably definitely yeah. paid for it. You might got to DM this Matt and see what's going on here. Like, mm-hmm. hey, my man, you got 35 followers. No, he's got, like, a lot. He's got, like, thousands. Oh, well, you, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> Big bank, take little bank. In that case, then, you're done. I'm about to tell you right now. Uh, Matt. Yeah, Andre Igadala is Andre, Andre. there you go. There yeah, I go. knew I saw one before. He used to be at AI9, and he changed it to Andre.
0: Oh, see, I saw a different Matt. The other... the Just M-A-T-T has 9,600
1: followers. You might got a barter.
0: Yeah.
1: But like, hey, you got 9,600 followers. I got a podcast with uh, half a million downloads. Let's trade. You you could be Matt Makes Me Sick. CEO Matt. I could get that one. That's available Yeah. You think it's available till you go to get it right. And then, <laughs> then you be like Where did this come from? A, a guy from Idaho With four <laughs> followers Has the name <laughs> it's, it's always the Idahoians That uh that have the names uh, We have a special guest uh, Doing the show with us today uh, Financial expert Entrepreneur uh, Jamel Kendall Introduce yourself sir Hey what's going on It's Jamel Kendall You just did it You definitely introduced <laughs> him And then said introduce yourself <clears throat> uh,
2: Yeah I, I <laughs> <don't know. laughs> There's more
1: to you than just your name.
2: It definitely is more <laughs> to me than just my name. But, Matt, you're going to do what I went through from before. You know, I was Kendall 7th Street. Mm-hmm. I had to come off that name. You know what I'm saying? I think when you evolve and come to a different person, you know what I mean? You have to change to make that name reflect you.
0: Well, see, your ad name was Kendall 7th Street for reasons far different than my name is Matt Makes Me Sick. Well,
2: you made me sick, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was relevant. I mean, it made sense. It, it made relevant. total sense. But I just feel like at this point in my life, I don't make people
1: sick. But yeah, no, no, uh, no. White couple from Bristol is given a uh, Kendall Seventh Street. Yeah, they yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely, like, like definitely, J- J- Jamel, I like you. But uh, this Kendall Seventh Street character, we've uh, read magazine <laughs> we articles about Seventh Street. We've read up on him. <laughs> the longest block ever. <laughs>
2: but no, like you said, you know, my name Jamel Kendall, uh, entrepreneur, definitely. Um, I've been uh, in business for myself for quite some years now uh i branched off from corporate world so i cut the plug so to speak you know what i mean stuck in the matrix but now i'm out here trying to educate people on the things that um you learn to work for people to do right financial literacy is very key in our neighborhoods we lack it and i'm on a mission to be able to go out and teach our communities and our families and our friends or whoever's willing to listen um, about the importance of being able to manage your money understand how to uh, retire comfortably or even just retire because most people is not retiring these days.
1: No. You're
0: absolutely right.
1: Without a doubt. And uh, we just felt like this was a real important show to have. Uh, we've been <clears throat> kind of like talking about it for a while now, probably since like episode 10. Like mm-hmm. I brought the the idea to Matt about doing a financial literacy episode because um, it's something that's literally not taught to us at any stage of life. Like our parents weren't taught it. And 95% of the time our parents weren't taught it, so they don't teach it to us. The schools don't teach it um, outside of like, oh, you need to get a bank account Mm -hmm. and it's like that's like the extent of it like I remember being in like third grade and uh, my elementary school took us to Berean Bank to open bank accounts and then after that (laughs) I didn't hear shit else for the next nine years (laughs) about anything related to finances and forgot that I had that $20 in that account and it was like yo if uh, this compounded with any type of interest I should have at least $31 in this bank account (laughs) and uh, the bank closed down so (laughs) there is no no $31 for you.
0: The t-shirt was a co-owner in the bank. Not, <laughs> not $20 <laughs> from every one
2: of you It's a Ponzi scam. <laughs> but you make a good point, though. I rode past um, Broad and Snyder the other day, and it was a Wendy's, right? It used to be beneficial. Yeah. And I, I remember my aunt took me to there when I was young, like three years old. Yeah. And we started what we call, I think it was like a school Tyler front or something. Yeah. And I literally, I remember when I cashed it out, I had $20 that was in there. Because <laughs> I guess that's what you start yeah, with, right? Man, that's with what you start my, with. That's what you end with. It never grew to anything.
0: I, I, I haven't been to Brodin' Snyder years yeah
2: Damn. it's a wendy's it's like a two-tier level Wendy's. yeah hey, because i remember beneficial i remember yeah. that but you made a good point though so you know you talked about they don't teach us finance in, in high schools and i try to tell people a lot of times that it's only well it was only four states that was mandated to teach financial literacy before you graduate high school they just added another one which was uh maryland i think it's alabama west virginia utah wyoming yeah and you figure if you're in a tri-state area, you don't learn financial literacy. And you're literally not learning. Not right. learning. Well, they're not even mandated to teach you. Right. But if you think about it, if you went to a vocational school, they taught you shop. They taught you, you know, cosmetology. Yeah. You had and is, I think it's over 50% mandated that they have to teach you sexual education. Yeah. Now, you figure like this. If you go up in a poor household, more than likely you're going to learn poor concepts. Right. If you go up in a rich household, more than likely right. you'll learn rich concepts. Yes, yeah,
3: man,
0: yeah, about it?
2: And then if you don't even have even one of those type of knowledges, paths, then you have to learn from trial and error, and that's very, very costly. It's right. expensive to learn life when it comes to money.
0: I went to Saul. I remember we had to take ag mechanics, and I remember we were in there, and they were welding uh, shit onto a tractor. And I remember Mr. S was the teacher. He was like, Matt, you want to come over and see this? I'm like, I am not going to be doing any of this shit in the next couple of years. It's right. like It makes no sense, but I had to take the
1: class. Right. So. But you deal with money every day yeah yeah it's crazy yeah, and, and and nobody teaches you anything and unfortunately you know like kind of going back to like the parental part of it you have certain like white families or afflu- other affluent families or whatever that it's the complete opposite of what you learn in the black household so they kids start life with a head start because they know about authorized user accounts and adding right. them to their credit and all mm-hmm. of that stuff so right. they kid turn 18 they got 800 credit score Whereas in a black household, you turn 18, you like, you damn near bankrupt because your parents (laughs) have bills and shit because your parents are so overextended with credit that they looking for, all right, well, who in here got a clean slate on some credit? And they adding you to shit that you don't got nothing to do with you four years old and the cable and the water bill is in your name. So it's like, it's the complete opposite. And it's like, you know, those little things and learning those habits and them becoming a part of your behaviors going forward can change a lot of our fate in terms of the black community because financial empowerment is everything and financial freedom is everything it is and it, you got to think too we we learn little nuggets of what people do that's
2: like affluent or wealthy right so somebody say well you use credit card to build credit but they don't tell you the steps that you have to take to maintain that right, right? Yeah. so we go get a credit card but we're not educated on the process right yeah. so then what happens is now you're using credit cards for a lifestyle yeah. and then you stop right it's like a GPA. You get a 4.0 in the first semester. If you get to see the next one, it's gonna take you three years to get back That's to right. a 4.0. Exactly. It's just hard to climb back uphill. So the issue is that we have to make sure that if we're learning these other things. Let's say it's like to me, it's like a Twitter. It's like it's like a tweet, right? News is getting over with just headlines. Nobody's even reading the article. Yo, I they. just Chad had that conversation. Yo,
1: I just had that conversation the other day with somebody and it was like very frustrating. I'm just like, yo, you try to engage me in conversation every single day. Right. But you don't have no backstory to what you're engaging me about. So I got to carry the conversation every single time. You're almost like using me for like information. I'm like, if you would just take the extra four seconds to either Google the article that you just looked at or to click the fucking link that you have, you would open yourself up to a whole new world of information and you wouldn't even have to ask me about this. At, At all. At all. And that's the problem, right? So we learn about
2: these things. Somebody say, well, look, I want to go get a house. And somebody say, well, I know from what I know, somebody told me that you have to get a credit card. You have to do this. You have to have this. And then you go do these things, but you don't know the back, like you said, the back end of everything that really makes up the whole entire story. So then you end up messing yourself up trying to do the right thing. Your intentions is there. But then you get caught on long down the way trying to figure out the rest because nobody is not leading you to hold your hand through the whole process. And, you know, mistakes happen. And it's just sad. My prime example is, you see the meme floating around about the the Kardashian line, right? Yeah. Where is it? Right. It's not on there. I had this conversation with somebody. I said, you know, did you listen to the album? Fake news is a real thing. (laughs) Exactly. It's not on there. So we spread a lot of, you know, half truths or lies, complete complete lies, and it's really costing generations, generations, generations to be wealthy. Yeah. And it has to change.
1: And it's like the news that dominated this week was... uh, you know, the, the Kardashian line about the Jay-Z album. Meanwhile, right here in this city, some real shit took place. The former district attorney of the city went to jail. He went He went to go make a plea, and they took his ass to jail mm-hmm. because they said that they couldn't trust him to show up for sentencing because he sold his office to the highest bidder. So this is real shit that's going on in the city that, that affects everybody, that affects policy, that affects leadership, and nobody's not sharing
0: who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: ...that shit or talking about that shit. Wait, they took the... They took him, him to, jail. The to jail. Yes, the same day.
2: He pleaded guilty for
1: his, for his <laughs> deal. He was supposed to come back October 24th for sentencing, and the judge said, I can't trust you to come back here for sentencing, yep. so I'm going to lock you up today. You're remanded to the court.
2: It's another prime example of them treating us how you know we they want to treat us. So at the end of the day, you fall into the game. This is another thing I say: you fall into that game, trying to play a game that was never meant for you, and they're going to make
0: sure all this over a couch (laughs) (laughs) and a (laughs) roof. (laughs) That's what he got. He got a new roof and a couch. That's.
2: It was less than a million dollars worth of stuff. I yeah. mean, I feel like with your influence and your power, you could have went into the to our communities and built teams of whatever. Right. That would have created residual income. It could
1: have raised that for you. In Legally.
2: <laughs> so,
1: it happens. So, so, I say that to say it's like, yo, people will share some shit that's not <laughs> true. Mm-hmm. But not even talking about something that directly affects them, their family, this policy in the city, and gives you a precedent of, how even when we on the right side of the law, when we do something wrong, how we get thrown in the bushes as opposed to what happens when you on a when you when, when, when you are are a different skin color or a different ethnicity right. how they treat you when you know faced with the same situations and the same scenarios. Right. So it's like people gotta be more careful what they're willing to converse about and share to other people. Because that shit is like is is harmful, like and it's like you can get caught up in that matrix of just like sharing bullshit all day, all day, all mm-hmm. day, and you poisoning your brain. And it's like, yo, you, you don't know what's real from what's fake and what's right from what's wrong because you get so so caught up in headlines and just sharing I mean, I told fake you before.
0: news. It's like that's why I've literally gotten with Twitter and Instagram. It's like when I see anything, I back out of the app. You have to. You the, the, it's a big button at the bottom of your phone. <laughs> <laughs> like you can hit that and get away from the app. Go to Google and figure the shit out for yourself. Right. You'd be surprised how many, like, you'll see, yo, 81 girls got kidnapped in 24 hours, and you back out and hit the link, and like that it's a it. porno site. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, there's nothing behind this shit. <laughs> but people don't. It's like they see that, take it to Instagram, post it with their own dumbass caption, and right. somebody screenshots that with the caption, and they it's, it's, it's bananas. And that next thing you know is 80 different stories to a fake story. That shit is bonkers to me. It just yeah. doesn't make any sense.
1: So, I mean, we, you know, we just kind of, you know, open the conversation up just kind of just talking in general, you know, some backstory stuff or whatever like that. What do you feel like are like the basics to financial literacy? What are the main handful of things that people need to understand if they just a layman or if it's somebody that's 17 years old trying to, like, figure this thing out? I think, honestly,
2: and people will probably say that because they feel as though I'm an expert that I'm saying this, but finance is not complex at all. First and foremost, right? But if I had to break it down to Islamist terms, when you think about finances, there's only four main cornerstones that you really have to learn, right? It's just four. The first one is protection. What do you want to protect though? Obviously you want to protect everything, right? right? All your assets. The second thing is if you have money, you want it to do what? Grow. Right. right. And once it's grown, you want to be able to put a safety net on it, which is the third You know cornerstone and then when you go to access that money you want to make sure you have you want to make sure you maximize your tax advantages right so we already know you got the administration right now like Donald Trump leading that way and we know that before he became president this is all of what these people fight for is taxes because you pay a lot in taxes people don't realize how much money
1: goes to the government into the Mm -hmm. states for taxes right but it's it's real and it's real money and it's real money and people are just so accustomed to just paying it, paying it, paying it that they don't realize, like, yo, if you had half of that money back or whatever or a third of oh, that yo, when money back what else a could you check
0: do? After taxes? Whew. That shit is abysmal.
1: Yeah, so this is this is is, is, is uh is like the, in a week I it's earn twenty four whatever it is. Then
0: when you see the net and that shit start with a nine, you're like <laughs> right, I know this shit don't say nine thousand.
2: You know what I'm saying? It's crazy <laughs> at how much money go to taxes. It's yeah. insane. And you, you know the ta- you know especially when you're thinking about a paycheck, you got taxes and deductions. Yeah, so yeah. your health
0: and well y'all pay health, right? We do now. Okay. Uh, 1%? 1%. We yeah. do now. <laughs> nah, because that was huge that
2: we got
3: to
0: pay the 1%. That was huge. I
3: saw. I had we, to walk the We bowled that over for weeks. <laughs> it was
0: huge, yeah.
2: My shoes ain't got no soul. Yeah,
0: we definitely won't strike for that. That and the... Uh, pension now we pay $50 a week so oh my was, goodness! yeah that's the last f- fucking $59 I but you,
2: you have to understand like I said in d- just to sum it up in layman's terms financial concepts is simple it's four cornerstones it's protection then it's growth then it's safety and then it's tax advantages right but then you speaking about uh, things like that right so coming back from let's say the baby boomers era It was a three-legged stool right Mm. you had pensions that's why you Mm. know to bring it up when you said pensions you had social security and then you had personal savings right right? pensions you know you're blessed to have a pension do you realize that yeah i was reading the article the other day about it
0: like how the pensions are like you never they're they're trying to like basically get everyone away from that yeah eliminate Eliminate it it. like all the even the new people my job like they don't even got the
2: pension thing now it's like a uh Y'all, what y'all have, accepted. y'all have 457B. 457, exactly. But yeah. this is what they're doing. they converting pensions into, like, retirement case. Yeah. And basically what they're doing is they're saying, well, look, instead of having a pension, we'll give you a 403B or 457A or 401K. And then that way we'll match you, yeah, right? Exactly. And then when you retire, you cash out. Yeah. Here's the thing about that. One of the main reasons why they're getting away from pensions is because people are living longer. Mm-hmm. Before you, 65 years old, you you retire, and they got to pay you. You, Some people die 70. Some people People die die 66. (laughs) Right? Right? (laughs) My grandpa, no bullshit. My grandpa, he retired from Coca-Cola in
0: 1983, the year before I born. Mm -hmm. He's alive and, like... I said uh, he's 93. I'm like, I know they be pissed. Like, <laughs> call in like the, the crib. He, Hello, <laughs> shit,
2: because <laughs> they still paying it. But but think about the the dynamic of that. Now they have to pay that 20. The average life expectancy for a woman today is 85 years old. Right. 20 years of pension. So now they're trying to get away from that because it's costing them a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So pensions used to be guaranteed, right? Used to have a, a substantial amount of income coming in on retirement. So now you can't count pensions. Now, two, because the baby boomers are retiring, you can't really consider Social Security for people that's like 35, like anywhere between 35 and 42 or at least under that because we are paying into Social Security, but it might not be available for us when we retire. Yeah. And even if it was, it's going to be pennies on a dollar. Yeah. So the last thing you have to focus on is personal savings. And that's the three-legged stool. So in terms of the concept of finance, these are the things people should focus on. Personal savings, right? Now, when you get into personal savings, you have to understand that, for one, thinking about taxing, you work 40 hours a week, 40 years. You're the last person to get paid. Uncle Sam get his off the top. That net, to me, is the word crumb. You take whatever is left, right? Right. And then from there, you have to decide what you got to do. The first thing you should be doing is paying yourself first. People think, no, I got bills. I need to pay the bills first. No, you pay yourself first. You save, and then you pay your bills with whatever is left. Now, for some people, it's hard to fathom that concept, because they say, well, look, I'm not about to save money and then get my electric cut off. The fact of the matter is we're already not paying our bills anyway. Right, exactly. But the whole thing is it's supposed to regulate your lifestyle. You're supposed to have a budget on that. That's why you pay yourself first.
1: Right. And then you're supposed to be able to live off of whatever you have left is supposed to be according to your life. Real quick. Talk about that. Talk about the concept of people living above their means to their means and below their means and how different their quality of life can be depending on where they are (sighs) on the scale.
2: That's a great, that's a great topic. The, the, the main thing you have to understand is the only thing we had insight when it comes to social influence was MTV Crips. Right. That was really the only thing outside of tabloids to understand how these people was really living. Mm -hmm. When they came out with Twitter, we didn't even really understand at first how Twitter even worked. Like if you only could be on Twitter unless you was a celebrity. And then they came out with Instagram. So you have Twitter. You get to follow people what they say. And now you get to follow people from what they post in terms of what you see. Now you have a false reality of what life is supposed to be like. So automatically, if you follow people that you look up to, let's say, I don't want to say their names, but let's just say celebrities, right? Then you're going to start to spin towards that lifestyle. And we can't, we can't admit, if you want a certain type of caliber, or let's say woman, then you know you need to have a certain type of caliber or car. So you're going to risk it all to be able to do those things. Right. But it's really hurtful because when I sit down with somebody and I'm going over a financial plan for them, when I tell them they have to budget out their Starbucks, if I say $5 a week, Right? That's 20 I mean, $5 a day. That's $25 a week. $100, uh, you know, about $400 a month, right? Yeah. On a five day work week. Like yeah. A little bit more than that. Let's just say it's, a, it's $400 a month. If you start to times that by 12 and then times that by the whole time you're working at that job, that's a college fund. That's a retirement right. plan. You I can wonder, retire I w- off of I, w- night. I, w- I wonder if Leah's out there listening. She's a <laughs> Starbucks fanatic. <laughs> and anybody that you talk to, they're going to tell you $5 is cheap mm-hmm. t- for Starbucks. Is at least eight to twelve dollars. Yeah.
1: Every pop. So go so you so you're basically saying if you're going in there spending twelve, spend seven and put five towards paying yourself. So. Absolutely not. What I'm saying
2: is if I go and I show you the money you spend in year form, yeah, basically You, you just would, wouldn't do it at all. You wouldn't do it. You would make coffee at home. That's the whole
0: Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: Okay, you have to be self-sufficient, meaning that you can't be dependent on these fast food spots. Now, a big part of the reason why people eat the way they eat is because they don't plan their days out. So, yeah, I definitely uh, agree with that. right. So if you spend, let's say, 10, 20 minutes at home at night before the next day. Right. You know, I got, I got to work these amount of hours. This is my lunchtime. And you can say, well, look, I'm going to prepare my food. That f- that lunch that you bring is going to save you pretty much a 30 year mortgage over time. Now, the goal is when you saving money, you're supposed to have it into an account that's going to give you a re- return on your investment anywhere between six to 10 percent and that's what's going to make the difference so you wait 10 years you can spend starbucks money with compound interest money as opposed to your principal right right so at the end of the day the lifestyle people buying all these other things is because they don't see the benefit of retirement and that's why when it comes time to plan for 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 retirement or whatever case may you whatever case you need it becomes very expensive i think at a certain
0: extent though like you got to do what makes you happy if that makes any sense like you you want certain things, you want to go certain places, you want to do certain things. So I think that falls into why people do certain things. Like, people just fall into a routine. I know people who literally go to certain restaurants, certain mm-hmm. places every single morning, every night. They It's just a routine. So it's like you...
2: I, I, I think that um, I would agree with you if we was born into wealth.
0: I, I I see what you're saying from that aspect The, the
2: re- main reason why we continuously To be poor in our communities is because We want what we want now right. Nobody is willing to sacrifice for our kids, we, or won't, even our kids we won't kids. break none of the bad habits We won't We say well, look, mama need a life too Papa need new shoes And all these other cool things that we get into But that's the reason And then here's another thing We wait till it's too late right? We wait till we have to plan You know, Somebody die and then now all of a sudden They feel as though they need insurance it's we you know it can't be that way now i get what you're saying it's good to be able to treat yourself the nice things but it has to come with the knowing that when you live this lifestyle it's going to take away from when you want to have those easier years you know going forward so you have it to it's t- difficult like planning out everything is, is like last week i was telling him like i literally was like
0: yo i ain't gonna spend no money today at work i'm gonna go out there i took stuff with me i'm gonna go not spend no money my bus broke down at Broad and Carpenter. Yo, I walked out right in. I had a sugar straw.
3: <laughs> like, 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 I was sitting there buying all kinds of silly shit. And
0: it's like, it's hard. It's, it's extremely hard. Because it's like, you see things you want. You're like, man, I'm going to go get this shirt. I'm going to get that hat. I'm going to get this whatever. And and I feel like people work so hard that it's like, yo, when I get a second, like you said, paying yourself first. Mm-hmm. Pe- it's people who literally don't do that ever. Ever. Like, people get paid, they check. Pay their bills
2: and go back to work. Yeah. That's literally it. Yeah. And, but that's not life. And here's another thing, right? You do work hard and, and you you do want to do good things for you. But if you feel as though you try to save and then you don't save your why is not big enough. It's not just as simple as saving money because you can. It has no, to be for saying. a reason. Because there's a lot of people they say, I when I sit down with them, one of the questions I ask myself, are you on a savings plan? They say no. I said, Are you on a budget plan? They said no. I say, well, do you feel like it's hard or difficult for you to save money? They say, Yeah. And I look, and they had a house. And I said, I know for sure that whatever that real estate agent, that realtor told you to do to right. get that house, you did you it. Did it, it. <laughs> because your why was big enough. Mm-hmm. You ha- it has to be purpose. Everything has to be a purpose. If you somebody said, well, I try to save twenty five dollars, right? And it was too much. I said, well, if you had to dip into your stash, even though you were saving twenty five dollars a month, then there was too much you were saving. It should have been ten dollars. Savings is not just based off of just a number that you just come up with. No, it's all about calculations. When I sit down with people, I have to go through a whole picture of everything. What's your expenses? What you bringing in? What you spending out? And then from there, you can get those numbers. But people don't sit down with a financial professional. Right. For one, it costs. It costs a lot of money. You go to Merrill Lynch, you go to TD Ameritrade, or you go to Charles Schwab or something like that. Even J.P. Morgan, when I worked there in the private banking section, they charge a lot of money for you to sit down with them just to
1: consult. Just to tell you that what you're doing is wrong Even though you know what you're doing <laughs> is wrong <laughs> But for, us, for somebody else to stamp it Like yo you're definitely doing this wrong right. It's going it, to cost you a couple thousand dollars It's going to literally cost you a couple thousand And
2: here it is I'm sitting in the neighborhood I'm, I got an office in South Philly I got one in Chinatown too But I do it for free And it's hard for people to even want to come Because right. they don't see the importance But the goal is to be able to meet as many, reach as many people as I can And sit down with whoever is willing to listen to sit down This stuff costs a lot of money I could charge a lot of money for this stuff, but I try to bring it to the neighborhoods because I know that if you had to choose between going to Cancun or Miami or sitting down with a financial professional... And it costs money. You're going to go to Miami every time. Every time. Yeah, I, it, it was crazy. <laughs> as when you was just now like, I got an office in Chinatown. I'm like, damn, I want something from David's. I'm
0: like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to swing down to David's and go back your office before I leave Chinatown. Like, damn, that's just <laughs> what went through my head just
2: now. That's oh, how man. you can definitely be bad when you're trying to be good, though. It's, in the office is on 10-foot race, too. So it's That's crazy, yeah. 10-20 mm-hmm. race, yep.
1: Uh, Real quick, talk about the importance you take coverage talk mm-hmm. about the importance of insurances life car homeowners things that people need mm-hmm. but a lot of us don't have for whatever reason
2: okay so first and foremost when it comes to insurance we have a, a, a big misunderstanding of how it works right so when you think about insurance let's say life insurance there's two types of life insurance it's term and then it's permanent life insurance right Ter- term is you have a certain amount of protection for a certain amount of years at the age and the health that you are, they rate you and then they decide this is what your premium is. After that, let's say 30 year term is up, you gotta get rated at the health and the age you are when they become extremely expensive. Mm -hmm. Whereas permanent insurance, it lasts forever, however long you live in, as long as you pay the premium. The difference is that you have the benefit to be able to grow cash value accumulation within the life insurance. So it don't just become a death benefit. It become a life benefit okay. as well, right? Where you can access this money, and depending on if you follow the rules, it could be 100% tax-free. And this money could be used for anything. It's, for, it's it, you know is is liquid in the sense that if you want to use it for college, if you want to use it for retirement, any trips, if you want to start a business or even buy a home, is not the same rules that let's say a 401k or a 457a yeah. or b have right you don't have those 59 and a half rules right right the right, thing you gotta is, make an
0: excuse to get
2: your money right right but the thing is everything else is kind of like mandated in our minds like all right if i have a car by le- by state legally i have to have car insurance so that's taken care of but we got insurance on our cell phones that's like ten dollars a month and if it's in the first six months your deductible is still two hundred and twenty something dollars. Yeah. After the first year, it's still like one hundred and fifty, and then after two years, it's so on and so forth. I'm like, you can sell fund for that. Yeah. You understand know what I'm saying? I'm saying? The importance is that people don't understand. That's why people don't get into a lot of things right. in life, right? But we'll have home insurance because they tell us to get home insurance. We have car insurance because they told us legally we have to have it, and all the rest of the other insurances that we have, like phone and you know that type of stuff. We just get it just because that's what people do but when it comes to health insurance it's like ah, my job don't offer it i don't need about obamacare like i'm just gonna be cool right i remember i got shot right now i don't really share the story a lot with a lot of people but i had got shot before i was i think maybe it was 2004 i was probably like uh 17 18 right and i had no life insurance i mean no, no health insurance and they the cop told me it was this fund that you can call and go to and write and they paid my bills. It was like four thousand dollars. I'm like, if I didn't have health insurance, then how was I gonna pay for that? Right. But we don't we don't see the importance of the maintaining of health and life. And and they have to think about life insurance is if you become disabled and you can't work and you get hurt outside of work, that insurance don't pick up on you, then what you gonna do? How do you protect that income? Right. If you ever can't work again,
0: yeah, I didn't really respect insurance until I actually like got older and mm-hmm. you know start using it more and more. Like, mm-hmm. and I see just how insurances work. Right. I tell my girl when I uh, you know I popped my Achilles a couple years ago, so I, I had to boot booting all that on, and I went to the uh, orthopedist and my co-payment was five dollars mm-hmm. and whatever. She was like, you know, it's five dollars. I paid it and sat down. And then this dude came and he had a boot on, whatever. She's like, okay, yeah, your co payment, your co payment for the day is one hundred and twenty five. He's like, okay, great, whatever. I'm like, I wish that bitch would have told me <laughs> one hundred twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have lost it in here. You would have hill told in that job. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just crazy, and like, and those are the co payments. Yeah. So it's like you, you already know what it is outside of that. Yep. You know, it's 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 insane. I just had a a root canal. Oh yeah. And I'm talking about thousands. Yeah. And I, I actually cracked the tooth, and I need to get an implant, and my insurance paid a little bit of it, but. All in all, it was thirty six hundred out of pocket, and mm. it, th- and that's with the insurance. The insurance right. And she was like, "Yeah, the insurance doesn't really cover implants or whatever." But yeah, the root canal, it's like four grand, yeah. and it's just like,
2: damn, like it. the dental is usually eighty twenty at best. It's crazy. So you think if you're paying thirty four thirty six hundred, that might be twenty thirty percent, right? Mm. But you know. We young, right? We think we gonna live it's 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 crazy because on one hand we live every day like it's our last. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we live like we're gonna live forever. Right. It's the weirdest thing right. ever. But we don't prepare or plan for any of those things. And then they wanna say, Well, damn, every time I meet a Jewish person, how come they got so much money? It's like, dude, you know what they did all their life? They spent money on insurance. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't the road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bottom up at participating McDonald's. Somebody die, they split that money and right. reinsured their family, and then they put the rest into businesses
1: and so on and so forth. And property and, and property and everything else. Things that accrue value as opposed to depreciating assets. And their core values is based off of their culture,
2: which is embedded within their religion, and that's why they're able to say, "Forget those things. Yeah, I work hard, but I don't need those things right now. I know my my kids and their kids' kids need those things, so we're gonna just work, do what we need to do, make sure we build businesses, and continuously to progress through generations. We're not willing to do that.
3: Yeah,
2: I'm 32 years
1: old. I want a Bentley tomorrow. Right. My son can wait. As a whole, I think the biggest problem that black people have when it comes to like financial stability and potential freedom is that nobody's willing to sacrifice now for the next generation. Right. Everybody just wants what they want when they want it. Right. And it's like, all right, Jay Z got a phenomenal album out right now. And he's talking about a lot of these different principles and stuff like that that me and you talked about mm-hmm. and that, you know, conversations that I'm sure you have every single day yep. with people. And now it's more palatable because he's saying it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this is not nothing new at all. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, at some point somebody got to take the stance to say, hey, we're going to do X, Y, and Z so that for the greater good of everybody right. or for the vast majority. Right. Like imagine if Bob Johnson, Jay-Z, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Beyonce, all these people came together and said, all right, we're going to focus on these three industries. We're going to invest $400 million here, $400 million here, $400 million here. Everybody pull their money and put in an equal amount, that's not even touching the very bare minimum of their total overall wealth. Right. And to say, yo, we're going to focus on music, entertainment, and this. We're not going to let nobody else make money off of us. We're going to unionize our situation and we're going to decide who gets paid this and who gets paid that. Da, 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 da. They could dramatically change the world, but they're not going to do it. No. <laughs> At all. A couple of years ago, Irv Gotti, Suge Knight, and Jay Prince tried to come together and create their own music distribution network. And them motherfuckers who own the music. Labels had a fit, they, <laughs> they lost their fucking minds. What do you mean you're gonna distribute your own records? Right. How dare you make how dare you own your own masters? Right. How dare you make money and decide that oh, Ja Rule gets a fair deal and fucking Zero from Houston get a fair deal and this, that, and the third, right? PD Pablo, yeah, how da- like do you what do you mean you want to the only person it's like what do you what do you mean that you know everybody's going to get paid accordingly to you know how they should get paid like that the 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 mere fact that most people
2: where we come from don't even believe that's possible is mind-boggling they know that see here's the thing jay-z'll do something like he'll say all these things on the track and because he has influence then people will jump at it I keep telling people over and over again they don't realize in the last five to ten years the the influence shifted. It used to be sex sell. Now it's just popularity cell. Right, and this you have to be troubled by that because at the end of the day, you figure if somebody risk exposing a body, you would assume that that would cause some stir up some attention. But the mere fact that if somebody got twenty and thirty thousand followers, they can tell you to do anything. I remember one of the one of the TRP E's Jones that I seen. I, I remember matter of fact we were talking about in the DM. Yeah. I saw Matt. <laughs> he was talking about 401k and stuff on the show. I'm I'm sorry, I,
0: I nodded off a little bit. <laughs>
2: okay. well, that was like the Draymond <laughs> right accept the edition. <laughs> Remember but, See, you wasn't really responding to the messages really back and forth like that. But I was Because I was driving. Oh, my bad. You don't text and drive? No. <laughs> you don't text <laughs> no. <'Cause I> <laughs> What's that little box up there? I thought that text to. you.
0: That, that's when they text you. Oh, okay. I can answer that shit. Okay. <laughs> and drive. It's weird. Like, we're not allowed to have our phones. Okay. Like, we can't have our phone on our person. And they're, like, adamant about this shit. Okay. Like, I got a... I actually got, like, a fucking three-day suspension when I popped my wrist mm-hmm. last year. I used my cell phone to call them to tell them, "Yo, send me an ambulance," and they gave me a three-day suspension <laughs> for using the phone on the bus. <laughs> this Shit was crazy.
1: We gonna get your wrist taken care of, but <laughs> why the fuck you on that why phone? Why you on that phone, nigga? This shit is crazy. No, but, sh- but
2: but but the, but the point that I'm trying to say is that when you have a certain type of influence, it has to be you have to be a person who has a mission and a vision. Like you know what I mean? You want you have to have some type of ethical, you know, course. Carl, you?
0: Carl says it all the time. Like he he has. The right train of thought. Mm-hmm. But Carl's like, I just don't have the money. So right. they're just not going to listen to me. Right. And it's like looking at Jay-Z now, it's like I've just come to the realization in the last couple of days, I'm just not a Jay-Z stan, and some people are. It's like you just got to let them do what they do. I think the album's great. I think it's his best album since Black Album. Mm-hmm. But the things that he's saying, like I was talking to young boy today, and I'm like, he's like, yeah, you hear that new hove? And I'm like, yeah, I heard it. He was like, man, Jay, Jay talking at that grown man. And I'm like... I mean, this is stuff we knew already, though. He's like, yeah, but, but my nigga Jason, <laughs> you know
2: what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, I feel you, I feel you. But yeah. Jay, Jay was talking grown man since the button ups, though. I thought, right, or even before that. Not really. He was I, talking it for his own.
1: I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you
0: my thing with, and I, again, I think what does four four four.
2: What is the significance? It's something like? to he the
1: effect in? that both of their birthdays is on the 4th and he got and they got married on the 4th. But okay. if you
2: but if you hear the stream, all he basically said was he woke up 4:44 in the morning and he that he wrote the song 4:44 on the stream.
1: <laughs> like you, you didn't hear him say No. That? no. If, if
2: you see I didn't have title, right? And I didn't have what's, what Sprint, right? <laughs> but I'm a technology guy, right? I'm gonna find, You'll a, find way. a way. You will find a way. DJ Self had the stream on there. Yeah, on the, her self had the stream. And on the stream is Jay-Z talking live about each song when it comes on. Oh, and even Karen okay. Civil and all of them, they, 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 they tweeted. And the I saw the day, and, and when 444 come on, he talked about he woke up. And the boy was like, yeah, he never wrote nothing. I'm like, he said he wrote the song.
1: Right. Was,
2: was that, does that mean he didn't use a pen? But he said he woke up 444 in the morning, and that song came to him 444. And it was so significant, he named the album 444.
0: Oh, okay. I think
2: I think because we we, we understand that there's so much hidden messages and a lot of this stuff, we think, we overthink a lot of things. I'm an analyst. I yeah. used to get paid a lot of money to be an analyst. Sometimes it's hard for me to have a conversation because it's, nothing is face value to me. Yeah. Right. But all in all, like I said, I well, want to go back to the original thing we were talking about is the influence. The issue is you got Kobe, you got, let's say, who else is from Philly that made it? That was... Will Smith. Will Smith. Eve. You don't see them here. No and this is the problem they become wealthy and they be around other wealthy people and they learn about wealthy things but they don't disseminate the information back to us right the rich get richer be, not I mean, because it's of more money it's like all right well what about the people that's in the, in the city that's grinding every day to bring this information to them and you can't even pack a workshop for free you can't even give the you can't literally can't give the information away you cannot give the information away the best way i in my mind the best way I seen it be done is because I believe that uh popularity sells. Is to reach out to people who I feel as though is popular, because at the end of the day we can reach a bigger mass of people that way. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? You yeah. know, you post y'all y'all posted that I was going to be on the show and send a question and all that. My DM and stuff was going crazy. <laughs> That's, That's how cr- popularity <laughs> works. <laughs> That's Your crazy. DM? Cause I didn't get any guys. In the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people was. People was asking me questions or I was getting followers left and right because that's how popularity worked. You know what I mean? If, if they look at your all podcast, the way we all look at it, it's a popular podcast. You know, you can say that you got all the accolades of the half a, you know, h- how many downloads? Like
1: approximately half a million. Half a, half a, half a, million, half a million
2: downloads, million. and you had 26 shows, and all these other things. To me, I feel like that's accomplishments, right? So to come on and show, people won't take that lightly.
1: Right.
0: What's crazy is that was, we were talking about that. We was going how, to like, kind
1: of intro the show with that. We,
0: we, we, we were talking <laughs> about how... For us, it's it's like, we both look at it like we don't entertain foolishness. Mm-hmm. Like the whole shit, remember a couple weeks ago with the Miami shit? Like, yeah. like yo, y'all gonna have her on? And we like, absolutely yeah, nah, nah. Like It's more so of a privilege right. to come on here. Right. And I, 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 and I s- believe, I feel privileged. I, w- I want to say this real quick. Uh We were going to have a woman mm-hmm. on the show again today. Mm-hmm. We're like, uh what are we now, like two for nine?
1: Yeah, we're like two for nine, <laughs> yeah. When it comes and to that. Woman.
0: Ladies, we were going to have a woman on the show. She canceled about. Three four hours ago, I'm like, I don't know what the problem be with us and having a woman, you know. And I, I but felt I mean, good and about
1: not today. not just women. Women are have have been the worst offenders as far we as we have had a canceling. Few... We've had a few male guests cancel and go MIA mm-hmm. and stuff like that on this too. But my biggest point is just like this is not no Rudy Pooh production. This mm-hmm. is not no bullshit. I'm not in my right. basement. I'm not recording this on my iPhone. Right. Um, <laughs> I take this very very serious. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, it's a lot of time and effort and prep that goes into this. So if I contact you a week ahead of time for a show or sometimes two, three weeks ahead of time about being on the show, it's because I respect and admire your perspective or whatever it is that you do or whatever, for whatever purpose that we wanted to have you on the show. Mm -hmm. So to go missing or to cancel three, four hours ahead of time is like, it's just blatantly like disrespectful because if... Uh, Tavis Smiley or Roland Martin or, or or the Breakfast Club called you. You ain't canceling on them. You My gonna point. make a way to, to 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 work around whatever your personal life situation is right. and make sure you get your ass there. Like like right.
0: this is the way I work. Uh, and I, this is why I fuck with Chad in the way I do. It's like I'm a verbal agreement guy. We don't have to write out shit. But right. if I if you call me, Yo, Matt, uh, next week you want to go to to Borgata play this tournament, and I say, Yeah, I don't got nothing next week. Cool, we there. You don't have to call me again, right? When that day comes, I'm driving to your crib. We, we leaving at eleven. I'm I'm on my way to your crib at ten right. o'clock. You don't have to call me. Everyone about Everyone knows that about me. Right? I'm real, real. What's the word? Punctual. Mm-hmm. We, oh man, <laughs> like <laughs> would I would I use good words? But it's crazy. I'm real punctual when it comes to like time and like, my job. My me being in transportation has made me like that. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to call me on to see where I'm at. I'm on. When do we ever hit each other? Yo, you on your way to the studio? Never, never. Right. We, it's I, no need to. It's no, we. Chad hit me. We we figure out because we 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 change our times every now and then just because the schedule. What time we record and what day? Boom. It's nothing to think about. Right. right. We'll be there. And right. I'm like that with everything for whatever. You sh- baby shower. You, if I'm if I say I'm coming, I'll be there. Right. You don't got to worry about baby shower. it. <laughs> it's the truth. But, you know, it, it, some people just
1: aren't like that. It's like
0: things – I understand things come up. I understand life. I understand, it's the way yeah, it's it It's like,
1: works. damn, this Cinnabon is, like, really good but right now. Like, I ain't my, really my trying to My thing is, get like, <laughs> like
0: life-altering, <laughs> like, a
1: car crash, Jesus is
0: back, something.
1: I get it. I get it. I get it. But here's the thing. But it, just as much as – here's what people don't understand. The, the 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 whole point of this show is that regardless of if anybody's sitting in this chair – We still do numbers regardless. Mm -hmm. Some shows are bigger than others for various reasons. Like our Dope Shows show is bigger than others because they personally took pride in it and promoted the shit out of the show and sent it to all their people that don't normally listen to the podcast. Shout
0: out to Migos uh, for President. It's got to be above the way. Then we have Uh another Uh, show called Migos for President. That's like our third show. Yeah, Yeah. it's got like over 250000 downloads.
1: Congrats. I don't understand how, but <laughs> it's like a cult following. It's like done blown up. <laughs> so, the water. so basically, what I say all that to say, it's like, yo, when you, we invite like, like somebody to be on the show, it helps us because it helps us to break out of the monotony of just talking about the same shit. Mm-hmm. But it also helps the person who's being on the show because Absolutely. this is a real media platform, Absolutely. that we have built from the ground up, along with the help of New Media Studios. We've built this media platform to where people in South Africa, the UK, Mexico, the Netherlands. Egypt like people all around the world listen to this show how they get it I don't know but they're getting this right you know what I'm saying so just imagine like from an advertising standpoint if somebody paid for an ad on Migos for president at that point we might have been charging 40 60 dollars for ads right that ad lives forever and ever and ever and ever and ever so if somebody bought an ad on that show that now has 250,000 downloads how much residual business do you get from that if somebody comes on this show and and say we talking about sneakers or whatever the case may be and they some sneaker expert and they got a website and they get 300,000 downloads that means that 300,000 people potentially are going to go to traffic their website and potentially buy something or or share it to somebody else who's going to come and buy something or consign something or whatever the case may be this is a real media platform and I just want people to take out the fact that y'all know us remove that from it right and start taking the shit a little more serious man because it's like yo as much as we trying to help ourselves we trying to help y'all maybe a little bit more it might be 5149 us trying to help you
0: right you know what i'm saying i said this to just before you guys got here we were uh talking about last week and um we were talking about the uh the itunes reviews and we're at like 139 reviews and i was telling just i'm like it's just hard to get people, like you say, I'm doing these free workshops. It's hard to get people to come out for them, even right. though you know you need this. I'm like, it's just hard to get people to move on certain situations. Because yeah, right. last week we, we did the whole, the whole where We where uh, we posted RIP to the podcast, right, was, podcast I, I over. That, yeah. Chad had 75 comments, people crying and screaming. I had about
2: 65. It was all on Facebook, Snapchat, I see I, Twitter. It was everywhere. I was on your page, I seen it because mm-hmm. we just had talk. I'm like, right. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> what
0: happened? Maybe that didn't <laughs> sell too late. And, and it's like, what on earth is it that, you know, we can't get the reviews on iTunes? Like, like people listen to the show, but then and I, I told Chad, it's like I had to get myself out of that because mm-hmm. I'm an avid listener to brilliant idiots. Mm-hmm. I, I'm subscribed to the podcast, I download, I'm subscribed to the Drink Champs, but I don't uh follow Drink Champs on YouTube. And I'm like, I am logged into my YouTube but just won't hit the subscribe button knowing that that helps them out. So now I make sure I do that. I make yeah, I'm sure gonna I leave right. a comment. Yeah, I make sure I, I leave I, a review.
1: Any any media channel that I come across whether it's YouTube or whatever or iTunes whatever like that, I make sure that I subscribe. Right. Um like I leave comments arguing with people on TYT Sports all the time <laughs> just because like I like the channel and it's like I like their perspective. And the whole reason why we started the show is I told Matt I'm like, "Yo, we have great conversations amongst ourselves." We have a do. Everybody has a different perspective. Let's sell our perspective right. to people. So I respect people's perspective when I see them doing different things in the media. So I try to support them as best as I can because it's not costing me nothing, right? Mm-hmm, to do the shit. So it's like, why not subscribe? Why not fucking hit the bell and get notifications? Why not leave a comment here or there? Why not like every video? You but, know what I'm saying when I'm watching it. But when you when you think about all these things, like I remember, like when I first
2: walked in, Matt, like your aura is like really just changed, right?
0: It, it definitely has.
2: So, so he's saying that, right, but I do. Carry myself professionally because i would never take it lightly that i'm coming to somebody that i know show right, right. it's sunday afternoon i didn't go to the office today but i'm still going to have on a suit and tie because this is what i wear every day right. i'm conducting business right here yeah you know what i'm saying this is a tax deductible trip for my gas when y'all take those pictures and i put it in my file so in case i get audited this is business right you know anything that I I had to purchase gas, whatever case may be. This is type, but what I say, I'll to say this. First and foremost, now you say too for nine for for women. The ironic thing about that whole thing is ninety five percent of the people in my book of business is all women, right? And this is the mind boggling thing. It seemed like in this city, only women wouldn't buy houses. Only women yeah, want I mean, to start that's, businesses.
0: That's, that's in this culture. That's only in this,
2: women, like, women, women, women be holding it down. Sometimes I'd be like, "Where's the brothers
1: at?" You feel what I'm saying? It's like I know that. I mean, I In love the house, women. listening to me. So I, I just met up with my real quick. I just met up with my ex today, real good friend of mine or whatever. Me, I used to date. I'm 34, so probably we probably broke up like 11 years ago, whatever. Mm-hmm. Always maintained a friendship. She's literally telling me about like how her, her her daughter's her oldest daughter's father just asked her for part of her income tax money, and they ain't been together for five years. And I'm like, yo, it's fucked up that. You, as hardworking as you are, you work for a government agency and all that, as hardworking as you are, that you even got to be susceptible to bullshit-ass conversation like that mm-hmm. because you're doing all the right things. And you need to, even if you're not with that man, to have somebody that's reciprocating the same energy right. and working towards something to be able to come to the table to make sure that you're not raising your daughter as a single parent. right? Like, And it's like, yo, far too many times... That's the case where it's like the woman working hard as shit, busting her ass, and whether it's a man she deal with or a man she used to deal with is doing literally nothing Nothing. with his life because the world is changing and them same niggas that was making – $10,000, $15,000 a month selling coke a couple years ago, that shit ain't like it was no more. So now they can't adjust and now life is hitting them like a ton of bricks. And it's like, yo, what do I do? Because when y'all niggas was making all this money, y'all was hustling without a purpose. And y'all didn't have no next step to y'all life so now once it slows down you don't know what to do. and you just like, damn, I'm just fucked up out here. I'm They're trying just to lie outside. Man, real yeah. sure. and a, just, a lot of time when
2: I sit down with people, like say for instance, I, I sit down with, with a woman, right? And I'm like, you married or you know what I mean? You, do you have a boyfriend, significant other, somebody that you depend on, somebody depend on you? Typically, it's easier for me to do financial planning when the money is intertwined. Yeah, so I want to sit down yeah. with them. You know what a main response they give me? They're not going to want to sit down. It's like you just count them out because we, as men, black men specifically, we just don't see the importance of anything. We will really ride any type of wave that we can, <laughs> even if it comes to well, you just, you, it's, it's it's sad, man. It's really sad, and I I feel like for me, when I see all the people that I help, it's just to be women. And I'm like the men is the one who run the household that's responsible. Well, supposed for, to. supposed to. Typically, but we live in a new world, modern day age. <laughs> we live in a, a, a day, whole new world. I try to tell women, listen, that's a, a a blessing that you're able to take care of yourself. Don't ever sit there and say to yourself that I'm. Um, equal to a man in the sense that you comfortable enough to take care of yourself no that's fine let's use your money for vacation let's right. use your money for the finer things in life but don't give no man the easy way out and that's what it is it's that mix between feminism and all the independence that come with it right. that allow these dudes to escape because they use it against the women so then now i've sitting down I've, i got all these women that's coming to my office that's looking to get help but i'm like the man is responsible for the shelter the man is responsible for the clothing, and he's responsible for the food and the protection. Right, but if he's not the one coming into the office as she is, then obviously she wearing the pants, yeah. and you see that t- more often than none. Yeah, I was driving the fifty four the other day. The nigga,
0: I, he he, I see him every day. He got on and was like, "Damn." See you every day. You don't think you work too much? Oh. I'm like, I think you smoke crack too much. <laughs> <laughs> like, I see you every day going down to 5th and Lehigh. Then I see you coming back, going back to 26th and Lehigh. And it's just it, it just amazing. I was I was saying the other day, it, driving d- through the ur- like these urban blocks, like Lehigh, Dolphin, Allegan, it just be niggas just outside. All day, every day. I'm talking about in front of the beer joint. It just... Uh C Town on and 25th Anyway. And there? be young
1: there. niggas now. Yeah. Young niggas. Like 22, 23. Why are you hanging at the beer distro young all day? niggas Alcoholics. Early. Early that when shit is sad. crazy,
0: dog. Young. I'm talking about 30 year old niggas. Just outside. It's sad. Nigga got on the bus the other day. Is- this nigga has so much white deodorant <laughs> up under his... And I was like, damn, you not going in the house. Because he had put his arm up. And hey, I was like, yo, this nigga's not going in the house for hours. <laughs> like, he's just out. Like, when you put on that
1: much deodorant... You never know where I'm going to end up yeah, at, cuz.
2: You're going to be out here for a long the, time. Sh- the shelter don't let us <laughs> back in until 7.30. <laughs> <laughs> been out
1: here since 6.
2: It was crazy. It, it's, it's, it's been a shift, man. And, and and we have to... We have, as as black men... If we want to be respected as such, we have to fit in that role.
1: We got to like, grow up and level up and, and start being men again right. and stop putting so much pressure on these women to to baby us and to take care of right. us. Like it's, it's ugly. It's like we, we just had graduation season. And when you get to the college level of graduation, the vast majority of what you see is young black women. Right. Dog, it's, I it's posted ni- it on it's, my It's history. 90%. The
0: day that, that Saturday when all the graduations was happening downtown, literally my whole timeline – Black women graduating. And I'm like, I don't argue with three niggas for coming on the back door of the bus. Right. Dead like dead. That's, that's just the reality right. of it. Like it's men who just aren't doing anything. anything.
2: And you know, uh women as a whole was the uh, it's the fastest growing demographic, but black women women, I think uh graduates of law school becoming doctors yeah, and lawyers. Yeah, my sister just
1: graduated from law school. She just got her bar. Uh she just, she passed the bar in February. Uh, she just got she just got admitted to the New York Bar Association on Wednesday. Nice. And, and, and black women is pulling away I mean
2: I hate the word coddled and all that stuff I hate every time I see a woman tweeted it, but it's
1: true it's absolute truth
2: and I it's hate that ugly it's true. truth <laughs> because I know that there's a lot of men out here that's doing it like um uh, you know uh my cousin she was like I You know men to have commitment problems i'm like what bubble do you live in because a lot of men that i know are married and looking to get married and even if they're not married i know people that have been in boyfriend girlfriend relationships that have been committed for seven plus years and i'm like you can't live in a bubble and start grouping everybody but it's so much easier than that when every time you come across somebody going to prove or affirm what you believe about a certain type right. of demographic. Right. So you have no choice but to believe that, right? But as men, we should take ownership to that and be a... Ca- it's going to take more than somebody like Jay-Z. And I'm not saying somebody like Jay-Z to downplay who he is because I believe that what he's been able to do in this life... And that's what like- I was talking about, the
0: whole being a standard. Like, I literally saw niggas tweeting like, uh-oh, Big hove
2: said it. The culture about the shift. I'm like, no. <laughs> lo- I'm like, no. Listen, I consider myself a stand. I love him, but I'm realistic in life. Right, exactly. It's going to take more than It's going to take generations We might not ever see
1: Even a a little shift And change In our lifestyle lifestyle. It's not going to change Because at the end of the Uh. day I know Future got an album Coming out any day now He just put out two videos Future got an album Coming out any day now And if that shit hot We're going to be right back To being misogynistic What's crazy is The the boy boy who tweeted that Like (laughs) Big homie said it So the culture about the shift
0: The tweet I saw That everybody was retweeting Was like Relax Future's coming We're not going to care about (laughs) This shit (laughs) <laughs> it's like it's the truth, though.
2: But if, it, but if you if you think about it, it's all about accountability first and foremost. You have to take ownership of who you are and who you're supposed to be in the role of house and the role of your family, society, and so on and so forth. Right. And once that happens, it will be better communications between somebody like me as a financial professional right. and being able to go into the neighborhoods and the community to be able to make an a, a impact how I want to mm-hmm. because they have to be ready for that conversation.
0: No, it's 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 just. It, it, I don't think it's ever gonna stop. Like it was a video I saw the other day on Instagram too. The boy was like, he was talking to his man. He was like, yo, man, like I just listened to Jay that four four four. Like, it's, I, I'm ready to get my life together. Like I'm gonna get this credit together. I'm stop going to strip club. I'm stop <laughs> fucking around on my girl. Like that, that shit just changed my whole life. And then the boy riding past, You heard if Young Metro don't trust you, I'm <laughs> oh, step. <shit, woo. laughs> we he started doing that, the niggas. <laughs> dancing to the Bad and Bougie. And it's like, that shit real. It's like, you can say all that, but they cut on Bad and Bougie. You're going to lose it just like everybody else. you going to be doing the Uzi shimmy with the rest <laughs> of us, <laughs> playing games. Fuck this shit for me over there. But yeah, it's
1: like, we, we finding ourselves in, in, in situations where it's like, these men or so-called men want to be the man and be the head of the household, but you asking your girl to leave her debit card every day so you can order a pizza from Papa John's. That's <laughs> why like, you got to get a joint account like me and my girl. That way shouldn't got to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: and we're not talking about from the perspective where somebody was doing good and they committed to doing good and then they fall on hard times. Right. You want somebody to be able to, to, to hold you down. My wife been holding me down on many difficult times. you run a business and all your income is based off your business. It can get difficult. Should get dark from time to time. Dark, right? And you have to embrace those things. But like they said, you know what I mean. You have to be strong and resilient in what you believe in. Because if you don't really, are you really not passionate about the things that you're doing? Then it's not going to be successful. Y'all didn't get the 26 shows because this is something that y'all can do. Has to be some, some type of love in what you do right. to make you be able to be around as long as you can. Because, yeah, you
1: know? I mean, from January 8th, when we started to now, a lot of shows then came and went. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was on this network and on other networks. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's like, yo, the fact of us, our planning, our our personal relationship, and how we, you know, bounce off each other, the way that we communicate, and the fact that we come with, try to be as creative as possible mm-hmm. and put that energy into the show is what separates us from a lot of other shows.
0: Yeah, I was saying it to my uh, homie the other day at work, and he was like, uh, shout out my man Bradford. I stand alone. He uh, he was like, yo, it's like you all show is, is so dope. It's so complex, like just the different perspectives, mm-hmm. the different ways y'all go about discussing. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I've literally had, y'all have shows where y'all will discuss the same issue but from a different standpoint. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the way we are when right. we discuss things. And I was telling him, we do a lot of, back and forth, go you know, texting all of that type stuff, talking it out, you know. And I don't think people realize that when they listen to the show. I think they just basically, like, Chad's, you know, in the club. I'm on a bus. I park. He (laughs) leaves the club. We just show up. up, (laughs) But, like, no, it's a lot to go into the behind the scenes. And it's like, even this show, like, I kept putting it off. Like, Chad wanted to do this. I, like he said, I think you said earlier, like episode ten, like yeah, right, right after Carl. I think Carl was right, episode right, ten. Right. He's like, "Y'all want to do a financial literacy show?" And I'm like, "Man, fuck that, man. Remy just dropped a disc, <laughs> you know." And like and he's like, "No, man, let's get away from the stupid shit." Right. And it's like, because I, I just couldn't, you know, see it. But it's like once we started really working it out, working the kinks of it's like, all right, yeah, no, this would be actual dope, and it'd be dope for everybody to listen to it. Be it'd just be a good look. Right. So you know, boom, it, it's and,
2: like, it, and it's a good way to introduce the conversation it, to another. People platform. need the information, right? Because I well, every time. Uh, a new p- podcast about to drop. It always reminds me and go back to what made us Philly Twitter. You know, people. Chad worked the nine to five, and Chad he'll tell you uh, one thing about me. I never had a problem with giving people props and all these other things. And you know the conversations we had. I'm like, yo, me and like- his
1: older brother have a relationship because of him because right. he used to talk to his brother about me and my influence and. How smart he felt I was and all that, right. and me and his brother forged a relationship off of that, right? Because I didn't, your brother older than me, so I didn't, I didn't know him or right. know nothing about him, and you was the driving force that put me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Put me with him,
2: and I remember, I just remember when five o'clock would come and like, all right, Chad, what's going on? They're waiting for that trending topic. Right. See, people don't know how Twitter used to be because they haven't been there long enough. This right. is like ten, like 2010, mm-hmm. 2011. It's six, seven years ago. That's a long time. Yeah. But then when I see that uh, a new episode about to drop, I'm like, is this, it reminds me of the same right, thing. Right, right. And I just see people like, yo, it's coming. And then the same thing. It's like, that got me through work or that got me through some tough times. Or, so, like, I always see what people are saying. I'm like, look, at the end of the day, we need to support. You know what I'm saying? Like Eve said, like, Push the subscribe button. Whatever you can do, retweet and all those other things. It, for for
0: uh, chick got on the bus the other day. I was driving a nine downtown. She mm-hmm. got on. She was like, "Matt makes me sick." And I'm like, "Just Matt, you know, just <laughs> like, Matt, chill, sis." And uh, you know, she was like, "Yeah, I, I really love your show." she's like, "My girlfriend. She works at uh, what's the hospital right there on Chestnut, Eighth Chest, Tenth and Chestnut, uh, Jefferson, Tenth and Walnut, yeah, Jefferson." Um, She's like, yeah, my girlfriend works with me in my unit And she had, like, subscribed me to it She's like, I started listening to it And uh, she's like, I listen to y'all every week Like, I I love your show You know, like, y'all are just so funny and so back and forth And she's doing all this and then She, like, just walked off and I'm like she definitely just slid past on that 225. I ain't, say, I ain't gonna say nothing. I ain't gonna say shit. But she listened to podcasts. But sis, I peeped your game. You know what I'm saying? But no, that like people really this walk guy, up man. to me. I'm telling you I'm keeping it real. People really walk up to me. I tell them chicks screaming out the window, man, let me sick. I'm like, yo, like this shit is crazy. Like people really, really
2: enjoy listening to it. So it, it's like and, it's it, dope that we can do it. And that's how you know that the influence has to be positive in terms of people use their power for the wrong stuff sometimes, Absolutely. right? And that can destroy a lot of people. No, listen, we can. We, when, I, when, my, when, when baby JK first was born, it was like a phenomenon, right? I would <laughs> see people out and they'd be like, oh my God, I seen your son grow up on Instagram. <laughs> or, oh, you the guy from Twitter and all these other things. Like th- That really means a lot to people, that they can relate to people and they can say, okay, this person helped me with my day. It's been time people DM me and say, listen, I thought about something you said before and then just laughed and I just changed my day. It's, people ask me about, all of y'all and a bunch of other people all the time like right. yo you really know matt you really know like they ask that stuff yeah. you know what i'm saying like i seen the picture or i seen y'all talking on instagram or twitter like you really know him i'm like yeah, yeah like, it's you crazy know what I'm saying? i seen you i to walk into the donkey donuts the other day when i was going to the <laughs> like, yo. like, you know? Hit Kendall me at the worst stops <laughs> <laughs> we had like a two minute like yo. just go in and just pull off like, yo. Yo. Kendall said,
0: whenever I'm downtown walking into a Dunkin' Donuts, it doesn't matter what Dunkin' Donuts it is, I hear a horn beep. It's Kendall. I'm like, yo, Kendall might as well be my personal trainer. He <laughs> catch me whenever I'm going into a Dunkin' Donuts. This shit is crazy. Oh man. That's real. Yeah, he definitely a, like good three or four
2: times. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, man.
1: So, real quick, let's talk about some credit basics and important stuff that people need to know, like, from a credit standpoint.
2: Okay. So, in terms of credit, they have to understand. First, what's your purpose of having credit? Because I had this argument, I want not say argument back and forth with my cousin. She posted this this thing on Instagram and said, Would you rather have, have seventy thousand dollars or an eight hundred and fifty credit score? I'd rather
1: have eight fifty credit score because I can go get seventy thousand dollars, maybe more, okay, from a Linda institution. How about you? <laughs> I'm an ignorant nigga. <laughs> I, I, give me seventy bands. All right, so I'm gonna
2: tell you I said seventy K. This is the reason being is because just because you have a eight hundred and fifty credit score, nothing is automatic. You can't just go and say I got an A and I can get a million dollars because credit is based off of the risk of being able to pay back. Yeah, I know plenty of people who have A one credit and can't get a loan on anything because they don't have income. Well, I'm assuming that I have some sort of income. It needs to be said. Then.
0: <laughs> yeah. See, <so laughs> Chad, Chad's thinking I got A fifty credit score and I am who I am. Right. Yeah. See, I'm thinking I am who I like. Seventy grand. I'm going to a. Ten twenty
2: 20 game right. <laughs> I, like, I already know that 10/20. i'm gonna be in the back of <laughs> i already know that you could be 70 i'll be at a 2020 but but when you think about credit you have to first understand why you need it because yeah. a lot of times you don't need it my purpose of saying 70k is because in dealing with finance i understand compound interest right so the rule of 72 is very crucial and if you don't know what the rule of 72 is it's basically is an old banking rule from Years ago, I think the Jewish might have even had even uh, invented it. And basically, what it is, you take the number seventy-two and you divide it by your ROI, which is return on your investment. And whatever number you get, it tells you how long it takes in years for that money to double. Now, if you have a savings account, you're getting one percent up to. Let's say you have some type of investment, you get up to ten percent. Now that money is working for you. Right. But the average credit card is about twenty-four on the APR, so it's working against you. Or working against you. Yeah. When well, your money is growing every it's double your debt is doubling every three years yeah right so in order to establish good credit because me i'm not necessarily a a, a a credit professional but based off of the financial aspect in terms of like say for instance, somebody want to get a house or so on and so forth building credit is substantial only if you don't need capital capital versus credit it's not capital and credit a lot of people say well and this is another thing i tell people they say well this such and such a group of people do it, and this such a people group group people group uh people uh group of people do it. But what is the basis to their scenario? Right. There's a lot of people who refinance houses, flip another one, then pay this one off, and there's a lot of people who try to do that same thing, and now they owe for four uh, mortgages, and yeah. they're getting
1: foreclosed on all of them because they don't have no strategy. Because they don't have no it. strategy,
2: or they don't have the team around right. everything. Yeah. You go refinance for a shell that you just bought, and you don't got your own personal contractor. Me and Chad talk a lot about his house situation. Chad, like, it's crazy. I was telling my girl, I feel
0: like I learned. Because of me and him talking, because Chad literally would call me like right. every other day, like, right. "All right, let me tell you." This. And and it's crazy, but he was saying it. He learned so much exactly. going through the process that he just didn't know. Yeah. And it's like that's kind of how it goes. It's like you know, a lot of people don't can't stand it, but right. that's like when you go to where you're refinancing one house, go right. get another house. It's like, yo, slow up because you yeah. might not know what the hell you're right. doing, yeah. and then you look crazy
1: now. You owe three more. And the number one rule of business is location, location, location. Anyway, so a lot of people will just jump out there and be like, oh, I can get a $10,000 house, in, but it's in North Philly. Right. Nobody that's buying a house, the average person that's going to get approved to buy a house, even on a first-time home buyer, mm-hmm. if they make forty fifty thousand dollars 50000 a year, they're going to get approved for up to $200,000, mm-hmm. somewhere between one twenty dollars to $200,000. Right. They don't want to live at 12th and Lehigh. Right. They want to live in in Winfield or 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 part of South Philly. <laughs> where, they said they don't want to live at 12 and Lehigh. Yeah, right. So while you might have did the thing to this fucking house at 12th and Lehigh, nobody's not buying this shit. Right. You gonna get somebody to rent this joint all day right. because. It's nicer. It's, you know what I'm saying it's adjacent to what they already used to, whatever. But you're gonna be pulling from the renter base of people that already live in that neighborhood, right. but just willing to pay a little bit more. But you're not. You're never gonna sell that house. Right? Well,
2: you, you never. <laughs> location is key, and with gentrification coming in, it does change a lot of things. And we could talk about that all day. Yeah. But first and foremost, congratulations, because I did see that you, you know, you, you had an activity on the house, right? Sold it, Sold it. Three days. Sold it. Three days. And we were talking about that yeah. before, right? So congratulations to you on that. But in terms of credit, for one, you have to understand. Credit versus capital, that's first, right? Mm -hmm. Do you really need credit? And if you do, what do you need it for, Right. right? In order to be able to establish credit, you have to do certain things like have credit history. Right. So one of the things they say is don't have a lot of hard inquiries, but that's kind of confusing because that's like going to go get a license. You know, that process is confusing. Right. Mm -hmm. You need a Social Security card or a birth certificate. But in order to get a birth certificate or Social Security, you need a license license (laughs) or some type of ID. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're telling you in order to get this credit, you have to have like a credit card or some type of history. Right. But you don't use it for your lifestyle. You're supposed to cut backs uh borrowing yeah. and and utilize your savings and stuff like that. You have to maintain a good payment history, pay your stuff on time, Absolutely. whatever the case may be. Now, if you're thinking about credit and the purpose of buying a house, when you're buying a house, you need three things, essentially. First and foremost, you need a credit score. The second thing is they look at your debt-to-income ratio. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the third thing, you have to have money
1: to actually down payment and then continuously to pay on the loan. Yeah. And now, with the house buying process, they changed it because— of the uh all of the people that defaulted on them loans In right. 2007, 2008 So now they changed the process to where When you go to buy a house you get pre, you get a pre-approval, pre-approval. And you gotta reapprove right. at the end of the process right. Because they wanna make sure that You got this pre-approval and you didn't go And get a motherfucking uh, a Air, a Amex and buy a yacht with yeah. it Or some crazy shit like that yeah. And fuck up your debt to income ratio So they're gonna reapprove you at the end of that process And that's what h- hitches up a lot of people Because they go and something negative Hit their credit mm-hmm. or they go and trying to get a credit get a bunch of credit cards and all these hard inquiries and it lower their credit score yep. because they're not aware of the credit challenges and how different stuff affects the 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 final number. Right. And a lot of people
2: don't know about the intangible things that affect your credit like the differences between how frequent you change your address and all these other things. All that, all that stuff takes an effect. Like I said, me myself personally, I want to get people to a point where they can have that third Legged thing, which is the personal savings. It's not just saving five dollars here and there. It's being able to save the money and then put it to accounts that's growing, right? And then that safety, right? So at the end of the day, when it, it's okay to establish credit, it's needed, but it should yeah. be something that take you up to the next level. Right. Not, it shouldn't be the basis. You know, I do, I do a lot of business planning. Right, I have a nonprofit. It's called Move, and it stands for making other values Un- value entrepreneurship. Not a plug, but I'm just you know, I'm just saying that when I when I, when I do help people with that aspect, cause I don't really don't focus on it right now. I try to tell people all the time: if you want to go out and get a business loan, and you just doing a business plan, the moment that happens, they own your business. That's deflating to me. Right, I want to yeah. have some type of. Excitement, like, okay, cool. I own this business, but you have to find ways crowdfund, do all these other things. A lot of people did it, people were ashamed of it. I know a few people who did it. Actually, one person in specific, I won't say, but just expanded to another building and first started with crowdfunding, right? But we have all these things about people going to judge us, and if you got a business, then why you need our help, and all these other things. But this is why we in the state that we are yeah. because we don't have an understanding of why it's important to have these things to be able to help us. But to me, credit. You just need to make sure you know what you need it for. If you understand how it works, yeah. then you'll be successful. And if you don't, you go in and you start swiping, 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 swiping.
0: It's crazy. It's like for, in 14, I, 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 for some odd reason, I just was like, yo, I'm going to get my credit good. And I started worrying about that and getting things, taken off my credit report. And next thing I know, I was over 700. And... I'm the worst nigga to give some credit because I I literally... (laughs) You'll use that shit. (laughs) Yeah, I I started applying for this. this, and, And like you're saying, the debt to income, it's like I walk on the car lot and they see my shirt Oh, yo, yo, come on, to me meet you. And I'll be like, no, nah, no, nah, my credit. Oh, that shit don't matter. And it's like, you work accepted <laughs> you good. And it's right. like, but that, it's crazy. If you literally, you got over a 600 and a fairly decent job, they will approve you for any Anything. goddamn thing. But yo. you know what's up? So they'll
1: crazy. find a way to make it work. Anything. They'll stretch
2: the term. They'll, yeah.
1: they'll,
0: they'll, they'll do
2: all type of creative
0: 98
1: stuff. 98-month lease.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah. It's good, though. Every time he talk it always brings me back to another point that i want to dig into right so the main thing that you brought up is that they look at your shirt and say you accept it people don't realize when it comes to credit it's still an underwriting process exactly it's not just an algorithm that spits out a credit score they still have the ability to approve you even if you don't have what they need because they can underwrite and that's the key to everything, right? If you come in with the right things, you can always neg- everything is negotiable. Everything in life is negotiable. Is that <laughs> it's a filter process. Now my man <laughs> my homie man, shout out to the funniest nigga on earth. He
0: was going to apply for a uh uh he wanted to get an Escalade and um whatever. He's like, Yeah, my credit was horrible, but you know, they be fucking with me because I'd be taking out the little bullshit ass loans. He's like Gene being the back, that's the lady who works at the credit union. So I, <laughs> I he was like, yeah, I'm going to go down there and see Miss Jean. I'm going to uh, go apply for this Escalade, and I'm going to take her some flowers. Hopefully, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so smooth talk is yeah, way into yeah. this
0: Escalade. I see him four days later in a white Escalade. <laughs> <laughs> like, i fuck out laughing. Oh, man. I'm like, did that flyer bullshit work? He got approved for the fucking vote. I was dying. Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's the funniest shit ever. Because they're going
1: to go through a checklist and they're going to say, all right, you make X amount, you got a direct deposit, you got uh, a savings you account, you've you, you been long. living here for the long. You've been at this job, for this, at this job, this job for this
0: long. But that first thing they asked me, never, how long you been at this to? Nine years. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah fun, it's fundability Take. and findability. Mm-hmm. Because worse kind of worse with a vehicle, we just come back and get that motherfucker. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Same thing with a house. A house is a little bit different because you're talking about government funds a lot of times right. when you're going through FHA or whatever right. like that. So because they dropped the... The ball so bad the last regime they not trying to repeat that shit. they corrupted the world economy yeah. last go around so they're not trying to repeat that shit. so at least for the next 20 30 years they gonna be a little bit more stringent right, but right. at some point it's gonna go back to where motherfuckers just be buying houses like they buying uh gucci t-shirts again yeah. <laughs> it's coming soon <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: coming soon because if you look at the fed rates they shifted on um mortgages and you have to again people don't pay attention to the right things. Yeah, I, You know, I, I was blessed because I got hired in 2000, 2009 by J.P. Morgan and within that whole crisis. And I think people don't understand what actually happened and why the economy was down. Do you know that back just a couple of years ago when we was going through what we was going through again, the, the market dropped lower than it did when in, in 2008 when it crashed. Right. And it was a little bit more resilient this time so it didn't really go that But we right. was doing bad. Yeah, and then terrible. after we got out of that, it crashed lower than That's that. Right. <laughs> See, I follow those things <laughs> because I'm in that that industry so, you know, even if I'm not looking for certain things because of where I'm at, I'm, it's going to fall on my lap. But people don't pay attention to those things because it's like, alright, I'm not gonna check my bank account because if I do, then the, then, the, then somehow, some way, my money just not gonna be there. But if I just don't look at it, I can swipe all day.
1: Right? Like you gotta look at it. I look at my shit every day. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's, de- it's look depressing. At my, I look at my credit I, every week. It's, it's depressing. Listen, but some I do people look at really it. be on them memes
2: and all that. They say, "Oh man, I'm, I'm glad that John swipe." Yeah. Every time I go out to dinner or something like that and I swipe my debit card, I always make that joke. When the people come back, it's like, oh, that joke really worked." <laughs> I mean, I know it's going to work, but it's people who really do it every when day.
0: My credit got really good, mm-hmm. and I, I approve for shit and this and that. I still... You got that...
1: As black people, we got that healthy I, fear. Yeah, like oh, this job might not work. This sure might not. Go <laughs> figure out a plan with,
2: B. <laughs> then you go log on, Your number gonna go from seven fifty to seven. <laughs> like oh, Yo, you know, they just they just playing with
0: me. I When I got my truck, like I was at the dealership and dude was like, you know, yeah, I'm gonna go in the back, you know, whatever, whatever. He came out was like, oh right, yeah, you're approved. I'm like, no shit.
2: <laughs> when, when, you, when you say truck, you do you don't mean Mountaineer. No. Oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> the truck. Oh the truck. That's old Twitter, folks. <laughs> they probably won't catch that uh, one. Shit. But yeah, I mean, all in all credit, like I said, it's it's relevant, no different than anything. Yeah. It's it's important if you need it, but just make sure you understand why you need it. And then again, like anything in life, you have to everything that needs to be in proportion. You you can't go crazy with the stuff, but that's what I was. That was my point when I first started talking. I was like
0: you're definitely right because it's like we do things, but don't really have a like. I save money right now, and I, I got I got actually three savings accounts. Nice, but I, I take money out my check every week, and it's like I'd save, but I don't really know why. I, like I have things that I'm looking to do. Like right. I got a I got three things really that I'm worried about, but it's like you know I, I went to my credit union for my transit workers, uh-huh. like the the bus jump. Is across the street from Philly's Famous. And it's like, I'll go there and take out money and really don't need money, but just on some shit. Right, right. Like, I take out X amount of dollars every week, which is a nice amount, and it's like, all right, my girl like, yeah, let's go to Philly Philly and water ice. And I'm like, all right, well, I ain't got no cash. Let me run a credit union real quick. Right. Come to credit union. I'm like, yeah, give me $600. <laughs> and the next thing I know, I got all this cash. I'm about doing stupid shit just because she wanted to get some water ice. Right. And it's like, I save money and like you said, worried about credit, but I really didn't have like
2: a goal or reason right. in doing it. And, so, and, I, and I think the first part is that if you save, you, you know, most people can't save. The average but, American does not ever have the ability to save because... Yeah. The average income, you know, is $32,500. It's people who never make gross more than $20,000 in a whole lifetime. That's crazy. So, to be able to save first and foremost, that's commendable because it's something that most people just can't do for one reason or another. The next thing, once you're saving, you have to have that money working for you. I don't care if you sit on the bus all day and just driving is not difficult, dealing with passengers is a little bit difficult. You work hard because you have to work, period. Mm -hmm. I always consider any job hard work in the sense that right. is you have to give up your time to make money. But if you don't have that money in an account that's growing interest on it, especially with a, a, a protection on the downside... Then you lose money by saving as well. A girl said this the other day. I said, "If you don't use it, you lose it." She's like, "Well, what about money?" I said, "Yeah, if you just have your money in just a regular bank account, if you don't use it, you lose it." She's like, "How is that possible?" Inflation, inflation, inflation is growing three point five percent. It's just hard. To, it, it's very. I don't like. It's very hard to not spend. I don't know if that's right. I don't know if that's wrong. It's just hard. I, I know that if you keep saying it's hard to not spend, it won't
1: be easy. <laughs> <laughs> But look at it look at it like this. If a person if you was making $40,000 a year in 2014, then you was making $40,000 a year in 2015, 16, and now 17, you still making the same amount of money, you're losing money because everything around you it's is going you. up and costing you more, yep. but you're still making the same One amount, amount of, of money and expected to be able to survive on the same salary when they just increased the cost of your health care, your flexible fin- spending plan went up. And these are just job-related right. things. Not even you know outside your co- And then your co-pays go up when you go to the doctor, but you still supposed to survive off the same amount of money right and I have a friend that's going through that right now and I'm like yo you have to get you have to quit this job mm-hmm. like you have to like you don't have a fucking choice. Tr- you got to just quit and figure it the fuck out because staying in this job you're losing yourself and you're losing right. your money staying in this job You just got to quit this motherfucker mm-hmm. and you, you have to and so the
2: best way I go and I help my clients is I call it a financial GPS right so it's six buckets um, you have cash flow you have debt management you have proper protection Then you have emergency fund, you have asset accumulation, and then you have uh, 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 preserving the wealth, uh, estate planning, right? Now, an asset accumulation, this is where we teach people how to outpace outpace inflation, right? Because it's it's, it's key. If you work hard, it's people that lift hundreds of pounds. I don't know what it is that they do. People in the nursing field and all these other fields, they work in 16-hour shifts and part in part a lot of times because they have access to overtime their lifestyle is based off of the overtime income right. which is the scariest thing ever cuz as soon as the overtime go away then you back have, to reality it's back to reality so now nigga yeah, you, see <laughs> it. you know I, I know especially in sept i know they get a lot of overtime right and it happens and that's the most scary to see like, yo when the
0: when the it only happened one time since i've been there where there was no overtime it's the scariest thing i'm yo niggas was getting fucking vending machines. Fuck. And, um, <laughs> niggas was doing anything they could. Like, it was crazy, but it's like, mm. yeah, because people get used to, like... Because the runs, like I tell people all the time, we don't work eight-hour shifts. Right. Like, my run right now, uh, I got a 13 on the weekend, and then I got 11 during the day. Okay. So my, my run is pretty big. So it's like, it's people... Like, one, one of my dudes in my job got a 74-hour run for the week. So it's like, with no overtime, no days off, he's working 74 hours. Oh. It's people who do that shit. So it's like... The you know the out like the hours are there you know that's how you see people making hundred thirty hundred forty grand driving a bus and people are right. like, how it's like nigga it's a boy calmly right now that's already at a beam it's fucking July that's crazy <laughs> they, they, they 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 do pick a twelve thirteen hour run every day and work both days off yeah. it's just what it is right you making thirty one an hour you can rack that shit up quick yeah. So it's like, yeah, when it's like that, you know, it's cool, you got leeway. You right. know? But it's like, yeah, when you get an eight-hour joint and no overtime, it's like. You want to cry. Yeah, like because you living past. I remember my trainer used to always tell me, base your life on a 40-hour check. I don't give a fuck what run you get. Oh, always. Yeah. She's like, base your life off right. of a regular check because you're going to look crazy. And they, like, I, I understand what she's saying. So it's like, yeah, that shit is true. Like, yeah. it, when it comes
2: to jobs with overtime, people definitely live based off their overtime. It's, it's scary. And you have to make sure that even still, you outpacing the rate of inflation because you can make 130000 and none of it goes to nothing but what's now.
3: Yeah.
2: So then what happens when now college go from 12000 a year to 30000 a year? I've met with a person and had all the newest cars. I'm, her and her son closet. I don't even know how to pronounce half this stuff y'all wear. <laughs> and... She's like, I got an unexpected expense, and I need you to help me budget it out. I'm like, what is it? She's like, my son going to college. Unexpected, an unexpected <laughs> expense? You didn't know that one day he was going to be 18, right? Well, like a 760? <laughs> you pulled up in a 760? Yeah. I be caught twisted. the train because I can't park in Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> you, know I mean? you got a 760. With nowhere to park the train. <laughs> nowhere to park the train. <laughs> unexpectedness yeah. but this is the this is the world we live in and then, you know we, we laughing about it but at the end of the day it's it's we dying from lack of financial literacy literally if you know more about how this stuff work you will pay l- way less in life period yeah. you got people that's out here not paying taxes and we sitting there like how find out right it's people that's out here i'm not the only person in this city that, do, that, is, that does this right but i know a lot of people and I try to tell people all the time, you have to at least come get the information. I hold three free workshops a week. Three, you know how much, you talk about planning, you know how much planning goes into that? Yeah, I have over 65 associates between six cities that I got to communicate with on a, on a daily, sometimes weekly basis. And then people are like, oh man, I had to go do this. Like you said, you, you know, people, it's not important to them. And I don't really get stuck. Where do fact- you do the
0: workshops at?
2: In my offices, so I have one. Tell office. The people that. So I have one office in South Philly, sixteen twenty-five Washington. Chad, you've been I've in been that there. one. Yep. It's beautiful. Beautiful offices. office. I mean, it's crazy. crazy I'm right? coming to the one at Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> and then Chinatown. That ulterior Ten t- t- twenty race second floor. So in Chinatown, we have workshops on Tuesday nights at seven p.m. And then on Wednesdays, we have a workshop at uh, 1625 Washington Avenue in South Philly at 7 p.m. And then on Saturdays, we have a combined one. So it's either in Chinatown 16, or it's even in or South, South or Philly and it's at 10 o'clock in the morning.
3: Okay.
2: Weekly. And I'm, and I'm presenting this stuff. You know what I mean? And we have one big event. Like, we just had the Wine and Wealth well on Friday, which was a it was a good su- – it was a yeah. success. I mean, a lot of people came out yeah, I and saw,
0: enjoyed it. Like, I saw, like, two different people uh, posted on my Explore page, so yeah. I definitely saw
2: it. Shahada came out, shout, shout out to her, you know what I mean? Um, Bridget, you know, she you know, shout out to her too as well. I had a few people that was there, but I admire those people because they 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 roll solo. You don't right. see four or five people with them, but they come in to get knowledge, you know what I mean? And that impresses me because when I'm on stage and I'm talking to 30 or 40 people and I'm looking out and I don't see nobody that I can relate to familiar with, like right. I heard a little bit every time. Yeah. Because I know that it changed my life and it could change somebody else's life. Look, I was responsible for building financial applications. Of a private bank, meaning that you had to have at least $25 million in your bank account to even deal with them. To deal with them in private bank, right? I didn't work in Wall Street. I didn't work in Jersey City. I didn't work in Delaware. I'd been all over this doing this stuff, right? And these people have no problem with paying anything. They will call their financial advisors all day long, how much money I got today, how much money I got today. And they care about those things because that's how they was bored up. That's how they was conditioned to do. Whereas us, we don't know the importance of that. Yeah. And a lot of people, like even my wife says, she like, you know, you, you sometimes you, you might live in a bubble. And I feel like I, I can admit that I do. Sometimes I get on a, a mission and I'm dealing with all of my clients that I'm there with and I look up and I'm like, I haven't reached out. I haven't really you know what I mean? So I try to brand myself accordingly right. so that I can get, I don't know how to do Insta Snap, which is weird. Like I don't know how to do <laughs> Snapchat, and all that. But I did it the other day Yeah and you get reaction. I said you gotta meet people where they at. So I guess I gotta, you know, focus on, you know, trying to do those things. Or like I said, you know, partner up with people. I like to really partner up with people. Yeah.
0: You were like one of the biggest early Twitter per people. So it's like you would think that you would be able to transition the social media world into that.
2: Twitter is a whole nother beast, first yeah, of all. Yeah. <laughs> so Twitter is one thing. And this is the thing. I had to change my name because I already struggled with become being Kindle on Twitter. Right? right. So I figured if I see Jamil Kindle, it's hard yeah. to really be Kindle. You know what I mean? When I'm trying to be those things. Instagram is a little bit easier because I tied it to my Facebook page and I got all my my contact info right. and stuff like that on my, my Instagram. And it's easier to be able to do those things. But when I do something crazy, oh, they love me. (laughs) They love me. Yeah. People be like, oh, yes. I say one off the wall thing, not even off the wall, low of joking. Like, oh, he back. Right. For whatever reason, they're like, I'm Brother Jamil. Jamil Sunflower. <laughs> I'm just, I just went to, I don't know, they would think I went to India somewhere and, and meditated for two years and came back. But, you know, that's good though, because I speak the character. People yeah. understand that it was a change that happened. And I'm, a pr- I'm proud of that because I was a part of that initial pioneer the Philly Twitter and you, y'all guys talked about that on the show too one time and it was crazy because man you
1: would have thought we was like new edition or something. Right. Yeah, no, it was a real thing. It, it, was, it was it was it was a phenomenon.
2: It really was it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. I'll be out and people like, yo, you the boy. I'm like this is crazy.
1: Because for a while what was going on and Matt no, it was everybody was converging on Twitter and then slowly everybody started meeting yeah. each other. Like because if people don't remember prior to Twitter Philly was extremely cliquish and like separated yeah. by region. Yeah. Twitter and social media shrunk the city to where now everybody knows each other. Right. Niggas from uptown hang with niggas from South Philly. Right. Niggas from Southwest hang with people from uh, Frankfurt and stuff like that. Like it didn't used to be like that. Yeah. Philly right. was real, real secular and like yo, we deal with who we deal with. Them other niggas cool, we know them, but we ain't cool like that. And now it's like you see people linking up all the time, uh-huh. and it permeates into everything. People friendships, like the type of events that go on. Philly vs. South Philly and it's like it's a a, a piece about an event about peace and love
0: me and my girl got invited to a wedding from Instagram like for Instagram friends it's it's crazy it's It's like that's really how it is and it's a
2: real thing and I think people they real judgmental about those relationships where people get together as friends and all these other things they don't understand, like y'all said, with the plane in the back end of that stuff. Like, people have substantial relationships. Like, we go out and we do things. And there's a lot of people that I can say names on there that I feel like I really have, you know, substantial relationships right. with from Twitter and all those other mm-hmm. things. But people don't see that stuff going on, right? They just see, okay, they just some Twitter guys. They yeah. this, they that, blah, blah, blah It's
1: almost like thing. if you're not yeah. posting up pictures with people 24-7, it's like it's not happening. Right. <laughs> and then now they see you with somebody <laughs> not like, that. Well, I twenty four seven. Listen, I knew
2: Twitter was a special beast because it was people that was willing to be friends with people from South Philly I mean people wouldn't even Come past Market Street <laughs> if They was from North <laughs> before Now they're like South Philly having a party We in right. there And I'm like oh, Well
3: you know Twitter yeah. we're amazing <laughs> You know
2: what I mean <laughs> So you know It opened up a lot of world But I think Instagram brought that whole You know I tell people One of the most To me Influential things That I've ever seen in life And you, y'all might laugh on um, Baby boy when they talk about the market stuff, when they be in the, over there, when they was selling, and yeah. I said, if you really break down just those three things, that's the probably the best business advice you can ever give somebody. It's people out here that's making it happen, people that's not making it happen, and people don't even know what's, what's going, going on. on. Yeah,
1: and it's more people who not know what's going on than any. And that's what's sad. About right now, because we literally are in the information age, you could pick this thing up right here or whatever phone that you have and you can find out any okay. and everything that you want to find out. And people are just not even taking the time to do the research, not even research, to type a, in a sentence what is such and such right. and figure this shit out. Like the other day, Jay on the Jay Z record I'm listening to, it, he was talking about uh, the Dumbo section of Brooklyn. And I didn't know what it was, so I looked Look up Dumbo up, Brooklyn. Up and, and I found and I found this shit and I'm like, Oh well, often uh disregarded area of Brooklyn by the water. You know, it was in parentheses, yeah. It said often ignored. Often ignored. Oh
2: my goodness and we would talk about that and I literally stayed up to 4 and 44 in the morning cause it was like 2 o'clock when we were <laughs> yeah. talking about it I was like I couldn't go to sleep like I'm literally sitting on the couch like yeah I gotta figure out what this is hey you no know, I wanted to rant I, I, I literally tweeted for like 10 tweets like I, I'm, I'm disgusted Because we see this Happening in our city Every day Now there might not be 2 million to 25 million But it's been like 25,000 shelves That's going for 250,000 yeah, In about backyards
1: I'm man. like Think about northern. Let's take Northern oh, Liberties yeah. Northern Liberties Is the most like Outside of Rittenhouse It's like the second Most prestigious yep. area In the city of Philadelphia As far as real estate Values go right. mm-hmm. 10, 12 years ago The shit was a wasteland yeah. You yeah. get your shit pushed back right. in, in Northern <laughs> Liberties <right? laughs> Motherfuckers oh. didn't go Past didn't. That part of uh, Spring Garden It didn't happen And for it to start At 2nd Street Where it was the worst part, It was the worst As soon as you come across Gerard That was You was That was the right I, I remember that. being a kid and like that train station At 2nd and Spring Garden You yeah. get yeah. your issue Right there yeah. That wasn't yeah. no Desirable place yeah. to be yeah. you That shit was yeah. like Yo I'm at 2nd and Spring Garden I better motherfucking Protect myself and Spring Like Spring
0: Garden Was like the principal It's, it's like being in a fight with, yeah. uh, with
1: That shit That shit, that shit like crazy. being in a fight With 90's Mike Tyson Protect yourself at all times like where am I at right now? And now yeah, you have like in rows and rows clean. and rows of $600,000, $800,000, $1.2 million houses over here. Why? Because somebody said, this is next. Mm-hmm. Somebody decided to take the money that they had and develop the area. And that's the only thing that's separating Northern Liberties from Southwest Philly or whatever right. other area that's not developed right now. With somebody saying, yo, I like this post office in this uh"? connection to the airport right. i'ma put 55 houses over here true
0: story my dad the first house not his first house but the house he bought that we grew up in uh 77 in buis the end of our block 78th street mm-hmm. was marsh he's like yo it was it was a field yeah. it was nothing there. like it was nothing there yeah. all them houses down with, like dev and all them came in then pepper and all of that right. shit there. all that shit came in the 70s my pop bought the crib for 11 grand and we sold the joint for being something Right. It's just like yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. To, he was like, "Yeah, a house across the street." He didn't think to get because he was like, "I didn't have a family at the time." Right. And it had a garage and four bedrooms. But he was like, "Yeah, that it was expensive. That was I think that was thirteen six." <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> yeah,
1: like that's expensive. And that's what people don't understand, like about about development and about real estate is the only thing separating Point Breeze from fucking whatever part of Frankfurt is that they don't have a use for what's going on in that part of Frankfurt mm-hmm. yet. Once they have a use for it. Then they'll develop. Somebody will develop that area too, and all it takes is one person to start with, say, a million, two million dollars. I'm gonna build a block of houses, and now everybody's property value goes yeah. up because of this twenty four houses that's over Should here. Look at where I just moved from. Shoot.
0: Where you at? Like up up and uh, Manion. It's five hundred thousand dollar homes right there,
2: all through like,
1: there. It's the, the, crazy. The crazy
2: thing about it all is that example that you said. That's the blatant aspect right. of it. <laughs> it used to be more subtle than that. They used to buy a house on one block and then build and make it four hundred thousand dollars, and now you have that comp. They, I, I believe. Now you can say conspiracy or not. I believe they buy the house to themselves so they could go on public record that they have a comp for four hundred thousand. And then you know what happens after that? The revenue department come in, they reassess that block taxes for the next year, and then because a lot of those older people who were on fixed incomes with those variable yeah, they raise their taxes. They taxes they come go, in go sw- up, and then the a year houses. later they go foreclosed. And guess what? Guess who bought a house? The, who the put put person the who put, house the, house put the first house in there and didn't know what happened at that, it get reassessed, and then the cycle goes on and on. And next thing you know, that block, it becomes, like he said, a whole strip. Now they just bowed. But yeah. you know where they getting that land from? It's even more crazier. You know where y'all headquarters at? What's that? 12th and Market, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, on top of y'all, they have the redevelopment program. Mm-hmm. Now, the redevelopment program is if you go in the city of Philadelphia and you see any lot and it has the barn fence, that means that the city owns it. If you always notice is a gap in there. Reason being is because they have to maintain a lot. So they have to be able to fit the they they uh grass cutters mm-hmm. and all that stuff that they, they you know, the the drive lawnmowers yeah. and stuff. Okay. So they gotta go and maintain it. But the only purpose of the redevelopment program is to redevelop the community. So they don't care who come along and buy it, right. as long as you but you have to have the blueprints, you have to have the funding in place, and you have to build it within six months. Right? Guess who's coming in getting that stuff? Two thousand dollar the developers. Because again, the conflict is no conflict of interest because their only interest is to redevelop the pr- the, uh, the neighborhoods. So that those you see a whole you see it like a whole street of of, of barn fences. Yeah. They get that let's say ten twenty thousand, and they use the same blueprints for one house and they just mass manufacture that yeah. and they put five and six of them in a row that probably cost them less than a hundred thousand, yeah. and they sell them for two three four hundred thousand
1: each. I was just driving up. Uh, I was just driving up. Ridge Avenue, Mm -hmm. Francisville. The other day. Oh my goodness. The the guy uh, who used to own the arts garage. He sold that lot or whatever. They're now building condos and them three story modern houses Mm -hmm. on that lot. They haven't even gotten to the destruction of getting rid of the arts garage yet. That's last. We're gonna build these houses yeah. first and get these motherfuckers in here and start making some of this yep. money back. But it's like you drive up Ridge Ave and, and you got that development there. Across the street, you got three houses, all them little missing teeth that used to be there. Mm-hmm. They ultra modern houses yep. right there that's getting yeah. built. You yep. drive up some more, it's a little uh little triangle, John. Yeah, that triangle be built on that. Weird. You go up again, it's another little lot, John, that's stuff there. You go up a little more, it's one that say lot for sale. You go up a little bit more, uh getting closer to uh, like nineteenth. Uh, like we're dry, past Girard College a little bit. It's a big ass joint. They yep. building stuff over yep. there, and I'm like, yo, it's gonna continue and continue and continue to build up till they fill in all yep. of this space. Because why? People want to be adjacent to downtown. They want to be adjacent to 76, the parkways, and all of that stuff. Right. So they're just gonna continue to just build and build and build and build and build. I got a friend who's a who's a who's a uh, like a small time developer now, whatever. He got four properties in South Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, Right near Point Breeze It's basically supposed to be done Like any day now He already got buyers for him The minute that they done He selling them each for 399 nice. Done deal He basically has an investor On the hook To give him $6 million But the caveat is You gotta build in Francisville <laughs> We'll give you the money you got to build, you got to secure these lots and build in France right. because they want to be in the, that's the next hotspot. Yeah. So people don't want to miss out on this the way they might've missed out on Northern Liberties. Right. So they like, yo, I'll give you the money, but you got to build
2: over here. And, and and knowing all this information, the saddest part is if you don't have the money on the position to have capital and credit, you just got to sit and let it happen and watch. And that's the sad and part. Just watch. <laughs> but the people, like, like you said, like you talked about property or you talk about property, we talking about numerous properties, right? People take a whole lifetime just to get one because they told us this was supposed to be a process that was hard. And I'm around a bunch of people who, yeah, guess what, I just got a, you know, another investment property, I'm on my fourth disinvestment property. Not even including the two homes that they own for them. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we sitting here, and that's why I said all this comes together is important because The the whole goal of financial planning is to be able to see where you're at and then see where you want to go. And if you don't know where you want to go, you have somebody that's going to be able to ask those questions or get that information out of you, what your interests are, and all these other things, where you want to see your kids is, and then now we can discover those things. Mm -hmm. And then if housing is a part of it, then we help you with that process. If you want to get your credit fixed, you're supposed to help you with that. You know what I mean? We don't have the insight to even start a plan. So we just all over the place, just yeah. like in business. Bliz- business, you're supposed to have a business plan, not just for investor. You're supposed to have two: one to be a roadmap of your company, so you can know what's my exit strategy, or what's what's my milestone. And one year, do I want to make a million dollars? In five years, do I want to have uh, a new office or a new building in five different cities? You have to get those things, and that's the most boring part to most people. They don't they want to just go out and sell; they just want right. to do be in in motion
3: yeah.
2: and don't have a plan. But you know, that's just really what happens. I so, didn't realize that Chad got busy
0: on uh Instagram. We got a bunch of questions. Um do you wanna field some?
1: We got a lot real of financial quick, questions. While we talk about the real estate shit, real quick and last thing and then we can go to these I go some of these second. questions. Um for the person that doesn't have a lot of money to be able to go and buy a piece of real estate or whatever like that or mm-hmm. leverage something to get a <laughs> well, piece that's of real one estate. one question going. Um, <laughs> that was a what's one. a good short-term investment that they can turn over some money to be able to maybe in a, a year, two, three years to get to be in a better position to make a better investment?
2: In terms of like a smaller investment? Like a smaller or, investment. On
1: property? No, on anything. <clears throat> It depends,
2: right? So that's a, that's that question is is relevant to somebody's situation. But if you're asking me, first and foremost, you have to maximize the money that you have first, right? I don't think the issue is always the fact that somebody can't get into a property because it costs too much. It's all about credit at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Because it depends on your loan and your income, whatever the case may be. But if you're looking to flip something, the, the formula for wealth in terms of money, you need time. You really need time or you need a high return on your investment. Yeah, the reason why a lot of people get into it in, um, let's say, real estate is because it averages around 30% return. Yeah. But it's 100% risk, right? So somebody looking to do something in a quick term is not really set up for you to really have a year's worth of something. You can do what he do. You go to the casino, look at that spinny ball and bet on black. <laughs> I don't play roulette. Well, I'm just saying, go to the casino, period. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's really hard to it's more so. The only thing I would say is one of the type of things. If, if you talk about somebody, if is it somewhere they want to live or is it somewhere they want to? No, invest? I'm just saying.
1: If somebody if or if somebody's in the in the position to where they like. All right, and my my long term goal is I want to f- be investing in real estate, whatever whatever the case may be, or or start this business or whatever like that. It's gonna cost me. Five hundred grand and start this business. Okay, We're, and they got five grand now. Right, where do they start investment wise to make some smart investments to where they can turn some of that money over to where it's like even if they get in a ten percent return, but it's in six months or eight months or something like that. What are some avenues that people can look to as far as a short term investment that m- can bring some money back? In order to the higher
2: the risk, the higher the reward. So in order to really make a lot of money quickly. In terms of getting a return on your investment, obviously people look to the stock market, right? But the stock market works, in my opinion, off of what they call speculation. It doesn't really necessarily have anything to do with the performance of a company or even an industry. If Donald Trump says, like he did, they they selling tax-free cars in Mexico, General Motors shuts the plant down. (laughs) <laughs> and then they stock drop. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. If you go into the stock market, I know people make a lot of money into the stock in, in the stock market, but you have to be prepared for that risk. It's a hundred percent risk. If you don't, if, if the
1: stock market goes down, you lose all your money. Yeah. But so, the, the stock market is is more of a long game because even if you say if you got you buy five thousand dollars for Apple stock and it drop a little bit and then it's worth three grand, if you don't take it out, you don't lose nothing. Right. But if and if you but if you leave that three grand in and then it go up and now it's worth ten grand or whatever. Ultimately, you win out. So right. really, if, if you're, as long as your stock don't go to zero, if you played a long game on a safe company, yeah. usually you could win out or at least break even. Over time. Probably a, a
2: set in and it'll start working towards you. I mean, I think, honestly, you, you need to invest in yourself. It's other ways to make money streams of income and different yeah. things like that. I think if you're looking to um, get that five hundred thousand dollars you have to work
1: your way up. Yeah. I don't really think is a short-term answer yeah. to that. Are you familiar with Gary Vee at all? Gary Vaynerchuk? Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary Vaynerchuk is a basically a self-made multimillionaire. Yes, I heard of him. And he, I um,
2: actually
1: heard he, he, he has like a, sh- a radio show, right? Yeah, exactly. He yeah, yeah, has a yeah, radio yeah. show. He had radio show podcast, podcast YouTube yeah, yeah. channel, all that. He's yeah, yeah. been on Breakfast Club, a bunch of other different uh, media outlets, whatever. Yeah. He talks about... He he ta- he's, he's, he's super he's, tight. He talks about flipping. Right. And basically, like, people literally, like, surveying, uh, surveying like, the dollar store versus five below and seeing like alright it's some same products that are in five below that are, that are from five dollars that right. are in the dollar store for a dollar right. and people can go buy them up put them, get an Amazon account put them on Amazon right. and turn five thousand dollars into eight thousand dollars and eight thousand dollars into twelve you wanna know the most genius shit I ever saw thinking about that when uh, Beyonce's concert
0: was here my girl wanted to go so we went to the concert it was outdoors it fucking was raining
2: so you didn't wanna go just her?
0: well I ain't gonna lie I'm gonna <laughs> lie okay <laughs> okay, right, <laughs> <exit>. okay. <laughs> fuck it <laughs> But we knew it was going to rain. Right. So we went to go buy ponchos. Every store we went to, the ponchos were like, you know, gone. So I'm like, is everybody in this fucking city going to Beyonce concert? Right. Finally, we find ponchos up at the Target whatever, whatever. We get down to the arena. Niggas was outside selling all the ponchos they had purchased earlier (laughs) in the day for a dollar. They were selling them for 20 bucks. Yep. I mean, running them off, too. Cheap little plastic bullshit. Right. I had a poncho with pockets. My poncho was lit. I yeah, got so, it from Target. So think if you had a hundred of them,
1: right? Crazy, right? You spent a hundred dollars and you made what's that? If, if it's twenty dollars a pop, yeah, times a hundred, times twenty twenty grand in one day. You just got to be willing to. No, po- you sure? 2000, 2000. 2000. 2000. Fucking myself. But either way, <laughs> you 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 made an exponential return, right? right. Just by. Being smart enough to say, "Hey, two thousand great when you live in the p It's like <laughs> <laughs> you, you, it's you live anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. If you anywhere. live anywhere, two, a two thousand dollar day is a good day. because a day. The net two thousand dollar day is a good day. A tax free two thousand dollar.
2: Yeah, they was definitely they was running <laughs> off some ponchos. But, I, but what I was going to get into was yeah, like directly, you wouldn't be able to get those returns that quickly to turn around something for five hundred thousand dollars. That's why I say you investing yourself. Understanding what the trends are, uh, you know, business about supply and demand. So yeah. you can find something that's hot right now, and you can make some money. Typically, that's how a lot of those one-off businesses even get started in the first place. Because people' initial way to do it, it was a means to an end, and
1: then the mean became the end. Yeah. If you you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. yeah. So, so d- like two chains made two million dollars selling dabbing Santa sweaters.
3: What?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Two chain is a smart guy. I don't know why. Very he's, smart guy. He's always wanna act like he's so ignorant. Very
1: smart guy. But I but I think it's his I think his part of his business theory is to appear like a common folk and not that smart so that the common folk will support him as opposed to like, yo, I'm like this super smart guy that was like a three five GPA my whole yeah. life, and then it's like, oh nigga, you smart, we we'll don't need to support you. Get your yeah, smart ass out of here. I got you. Let's answer some of these questions. Go ahead.
0: Uh all right, let me get back in here. Um Alright. we <laughs> Again, please. (laughs) Uh, Non-retarded questions. Uh, We got one. Hey, um, I was wondering, can clearing the delinquency on my credit report improve my score?
1: Yes. Yes. Next question. Wait. Clearing the delinquency meaning what? It just says clearing the delinquency. I mean, it depends on what you're delinquent on. Like, there's a, all right. I'm, I'm kind of like a self-taught like credit expert. Like, I had a, I base my credit score bottomed out in 2013. I went down to 485, okay. and I and I personally educated myself on credit. Read this book, that book, this seminar, da, 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 and self-educated myself on credit the way it works and all that shit. Right. So, depending on the type, the nature of the delinquency you're talking about yes getting it cleared can affect your credit score there's two different types of credit items There's active and inactive items. An active item is something that's being pursued to you like a student loan from the government. They're going to actively pursue the collection on that loan. But an inactive item might be like an old T-Mobile phone bill Mm -hmm. that they sold to a collection agency that went out of business. Only thing you got to do to get that item off is to dispute the shit. So so a general rule of thumb for people out there worried, worried about credit and like negative items on their credit, dispute everything whether it's l- whether it's or legit not, or not, legit not. Dispute, dispute everything because you never know what's going to come off and as those negative items come off that could be anywhere between like 12 to 50 points on your score depending on how it's overall weighted and you, you have to also understand that if you think that paying down on
2: a delinquent item is going to affect you positively it's going to hurt you, it's yeah. gonna halt you because as long as it's sti- like that's why i was saying is the difference between removing a delinquent item completely yeah. or saying that i paid it down to zero if it's Still on there, even at zero. But it's still
1: listed it, as a negative it's item. Still working. Doesn't matter. Yeah.
2: So before you pay anything, you have to first foremost get them to send you a letter to agree that if you pay it, no matter what the it they on. will remove it, and then that's how you dispute it off. So yeah, in that case, yeah, yeah. of course it will help you if you move, move it. It'll help you. Uh, hello.
0: Oh, I don't know why. I'm <laughs> <trying> to... <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> I have no. I'm tired. Good I no, evening. I have no clue why I read that part. Um, i'm looking to buy a home but have less than six months credit history no student loans car note or anything growing up i was told if you can't buy it in cash you can't afford it which i now know uh that's not how it works so i went to a credit counselor and the best thing they told me was to get someone to add me as an authorized user on their card but uh i don't have anyone that i can trust to pay their bills on time um what else can i do i'm 31 credit score 665
1: um, well, I mean, she actually doesn't have a bad credit say, score. I credit score is lit, pretty much. Credit score is decent. I mean, depending on who you go to as far as buying the house, you may or may not be able to get it because if you don't have any positive credit history, you don't even have any negative credit history either, but you have a score that's registered. Right. So I'm saying if you have a 665 credit score, how you, how you should you be able to not only buy a house, but be able to buy a house and get some sort of funding right. for a first time home buyer. I could, you know, co-sign on my can am <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: But if she got a 665, that's history, enough to create a score. Yeah, you have a yeah. score. Yeah, it's a score. But she has to also remember, like I said before, in order to buy a house, you have to have th- three things. You have to have a good credit score, yeah. well, sp- a specific credit score depending on the FHA loan or yeah. whatever they need in order to get approved for the loan, but your debt-to-income ratio, which is the amount of money that you bring in minus – uh How the amount you that you pay, pay in out? your debt and that has to be 20% or below. It's the only time it's good to be below average. Yeah. Your debt to income ratio has to be below 20%. And then the next thing you have to have the money to put the down payment and you have to have the income
1: which is the same thing to be able to fund the loan going forward. Exactly. And you got to have have to have filed taxes for at least the last 2 years. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one a lot of people forget about. Yeah. <laughs> or a lot of people that self-employed who be <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying to evade to in taxes, taxes. Yeah. then you yeah, want to go no buy a house. You can't, yeah, you
2: can't do shit. But what I do tell people is, especially in the finance world, is certain investments that I, I educate people on that still count as streams of income. Yeah. That has a cash value that you can actually use as collateral. Yeah. Without even a working history. Right, right, right. So. All
3: right.
2: You want to learn more about that? Come, you know, come to the workshop. Come to the, the, the workshop. workshop. My wife
0: and I live in an apartment right now. We want to buy a house soon. We were thinking about killing two birds with one stone and buying an income property, living in the upper or lower level and renting out the other part. Smart. Is that a good idea for first-time homeowners or should we just chill and buy a traditional crib?
2: Well, you have to first understand what the family situation look like. Right. So if it's just them <laughs> two, then of course. But if y'all got three and four kids, that shit ain't going to work. That's not going <laughs> to work. So with this amount, I, I would say... Everything is. It always depends. So I'll create the scenario. If they have multiple kids or they're expecting to have kids within the next one year or two years, then I would say get a single family home. And my rule of thumb is for somebody that's buying their first home, it should be anywhere between $100,000 and 150000 Especially a single woman who is looking to get married, you want the man to be able to bring you to the next level house. Right. Mm-hmm. And be steadfast in that because you got a lot of women that make a lot of money and then it's like, I'm going to bring him in when we get married. And then... Right. You cutting yourself short. You should be elevating, as opposed to he should be taking. And I hope people don't take this the wrong way, thinking that I'm saying that you need the man to take you to the next level. But I'm saying is that the rule of thumb is your first house should be 100, 150 thousand. Now, if you have the type of family structure where as though you don't need a lot of space, then by all means, get a duplex. Just make sure you have your renter's license, because I've been in situations where people didn't have a renter's license and they was collecting rent illegally. And if somebody finds out about
1: that then they can sue you for all yeah. that back. So money. make sure you have a good real estate agent that that points that's somebody that you trust that will point you in the right, right direction as all of that stuff. Because they're supposed to disclose that to you. And sometimes depending on who's underwriting the loan, they'll let you use the uh, income from the other property as income to lower your debt-to-income ratio, right. but some won't. So you got to know like who your underwriter is and what their it. rules are before you engage on taking a loan from them. Right.
0: All right. What helped you change your mindset towards wealth and asset building? What steps can you give someone just starting out? Wait, can you say the first part again? What helped change your mindset towards wealth and asset building?
2: Got you. I think it all starts with your lifestyle. What becomes more important to you? And then once you have those different things that you have to worry about, like wife and kids and all those responsibilities, it kind of by default should force you to think about wealth and all these other things. But I told you my background is in investment banking. I mean, I I was making $23 an hour at like 18 to handle trillion dollar trades. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really need too much motivation after that to be like, ah, (laughs) ah. I don't want to be the one servicing the client. I want to be the client eventually that's getting service. So, you know, and then what was the next part of the question? I don't know. I don't
0: (laughs) know. (laughs) uh, Because I went out of there.
1: What changed my mind? Uh, what, What moved me more towards like where I am as far as wealth building and all that? What steps can you give out? My thing was literally going broke. Like I talked about it on the show multiple times. Like going broke and just having like a lifestyle to where I'm like making not even more than I spend, but as much as I spend to where the point where it's like I'm down to my last $7,000 and I have no idea where my next $7,000 is coming coming from. from. That shit is scary. And it goes from taking you to having a lifestyle to where it's like you got a $1,400 apartment to living with a friend. Right. Like. Right. The fuck you am yeah. saying that alone will make you be like oh no i gotta do something different you right. know what i'm saying and to be living in the last four years i lived below my means on purpose so that i can now have the money to be able to do shit right and make investments when the time came right. and i was able to do that and i and i think uh
2: um, one of the first steps that you have to to take to be able to look towards wealth building and all these other things is the mentality you have to have the mind frame because it doesn't matter what you read what you watch or who tells you anything. If you're not ready to receive the information, you won't retain any information that somebody says. So I say, once you get past the fact that you know that this is something that you wanna do, then you come talk to me. And then I'll help guide you through the rest of the process. And that's what a financial professional is supposed to do. They're supposed to sit down, have a conversation with you, see what your wants are, what your likes are, what your financial goals and dreams are. And from there, you guide them out from every step. And then you'll be able to help them. See, that's what people don't realize. Wealth is not supposed to be something that you're supposed to figure out on your own.
1: These wealthy people got financial advisors yeah. Yeah. who got financial advisors. And councils of people that they go yeah. to that also have money and what they did. And, right. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you kinda at some point you, you know kinda, what I realized real quick. You know yeah. what I
0: realized watching billions. Do you watch billions? Yes. Acts don't make any decision on his own. Right? Have you ever have you noticed that in the Never. show? He has to talk to his wife. Wags. A w- Wags or uh, wendy Wendy. He can't make a decision for anything. And you know himself. the the
2: lesson in that, the majority of people he listened to is women. They crazy, <laughs> right? so, but I
0: peeped that while, while like this last season, I'm like, yo, he really don't make decisions on his own. Yeah.
2: The smartest people in the world is people who keep smart people around them. Yeah. And I learned that I had the pleasure to meet the CIO of JP Morgan. Damn. Eating Filet Mignon on 135th floor in w- on Wall Street. It's ridiculous. He said he catched the train to work, and we. Oh man, the sub! You ain't got no car? (laughs) Catch the train to work every day. He said he read the Raw Street Journal from front to back. So by the time we get into Jamie Diamond's office, who is CEO, you know everything that's going on. He has to answer those questions <laughs> because Jamie Diamond has the CEO, he's the CEO, he has the CFO, the COO, the CIO, and so on and so forth. And they all have to go into his office in the morning, give him everything that happened in their sector, and then he has to go into the board of trustees' office right. and then disseminate that same information. Without him, I mean, without them, is no him. Yeah. So it's important to keep smart people around you. you don't have to be the, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. That means I'm not learning. Everybody pulling information from me. I want to be the stupidest person in the room or I want to say stupid smallest fish. So
0: it's important. So I currently own one small row home. I have about 40 grand in equity in it. I have a modest goal to buy one or two investment properties a year for the next five years. I don't want to be a landlord, uh, quotation, been there, done that. I'm only looking to flip. My question is, should I use savings to buy investment property or should I use the equity in my existing home? Uh, also, is the requirement for most investor finance in 20% down? What is the best program for flipping?
1: All right. S- specific to this point, what I would say is there's no right or wrong oh, right. answer to it. It ultimately depends on what is your secondary goal aside from being a flipper. Do you want to be a flipper who is also debt free, or are you a flipper who is cool with having a mortgage? On a property here or there So if you have $40,000 of equity in a property You could pretend And you have a legitimate stream of income You could refinance that property Get that equity out of it And then go make your next purchase with that Instead of depleting your savings Which is what most investor flippers Would probably tell you to do because To, to basically use an a inch, a, a income generating asset To go and acquire another income generating asset But are you cool with having that What's a Twenty-year mortgage on forty thousand dollars. What is it? Probably like four hundred dollars a month, something if like that. that. If that, so it's like, do you are you responsible enough to pay that four hundred dollar bill every month? We're, <laughs> we're gonna I'm, we're gonna do a uh, real estate v- flipping show. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm gonna have my old head, Nate, and I think you wanted to bring somebody yeah. else up here. So it's like, so. are you are you uh responsible enough to pay that bill every month, or is that too much for you? If that's the, if that's the answer to that question, is yeah, I don't even want to have to fool with that bill. I just want to be debt free. Then yeah, take your savings and do it. But there's no right or wrong way to do it. You can even use somebody else's money to yeah, acquire the yeah. flip flip property. Also, what I think
2: is I'm gonna get you a license and build you an agency because <laughs> I feel like you're already there, my brother. Mm-hmm. Right? But no, but in all actuality, again, is people gonna get tired of me saying this? It's all relevant, man. Yeah, it's, it's it's really relevant because people think that they can go into that business aspect without getting a financial personal financial aspect. I have to see what that looks like. Because at the end of the day, you can do all of what you want to do. But at the same token, like you said, you have to break it down. What are you looking to do? What is your main goal? All right, why? Because my whole thing is people want to get into property, obviously, for money. But what, as a financial planner, I want to know what you want that money for. Right. Because it might be a better way to arrive at that point. Yeah. Now, if you strictly want to get into that because that's what you want to do, then we have to. Understand the option that you have and what are you willing to do? Now, I think people want to pull the equity out because they hear people do it. Right. They don't really understand how that works. You can lose your job today or tomorrow and even if it's $245 or the, the $400, bill's still coming every month. you're going to realize that those friends ain't really that cool because you can't <laughs> get $400 from them. Yeah. And then now the big dream that you had all of a sudden is deflated because now you not only did you lose the house that you already have because you're taking the equity out of the house that you own. Now, in the property that you had going forward, they got that one too. Right. So you double loss, and then it's gonna stop you from ever trying to do anything in life because you felt as though, oh, this is not the way life supposed to work. I'm supposed to just work till I retire, keep my mouth shut. No, you supposed to have the right plan in place and the people around you to help you see that to fruition. And I think that's where people get discouraged is they go out on a hunch of something that somebody said, and you take an advice from somebody who don't even flip properties. Right. So you have to. It just. It just depends. Love the show. I
0: wanted... Why am I reading that part again? Uh, (laughs) Hello. Love the show. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) All right. I've been a homeowner for nine years in Overbrook Park. Nice. Um, I want to know, is Philly worth buying a home for a family? And I'm planning on buying my second home within the next year and a half and uh, using my current home as a rental property. I'm leaning more towards Montgomery County or certain parts of Delaware County because of the school districts Mm -hmm. and home features, you know, non-attached garage. Your thoughts? Um... Me and my girl last week, we were looking at a new development in Delaware. Okay. And it's like I kept saying I wasn't going to move to Delaware. But my dad lives there. One of my sisters is down there. Her family, like pretty much all her family is in Delaware. And I look at what you get for mm-hmm. the money in Delaware. I'm looking at a house in Delaware. It's two hundred and seventy-two grand, 4 bedrooms, finished basement, two-car garage on the side, big-ass lot, and it's just like... You know, I, I I go on realtor and I type in 250 to 300 <laughs> grand in Philly and right. it's like, you know, the top of a poppy store. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't getting much. Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. You get school units. District. Like yeah. you'll get a, you'll see an address with a unit A, unit B. It's just like, yeah, you get a small little 600 square foot condo. Me personally, I need I want the space, I want the yard, I want the deck. Yeah. You know, preferably a pool so it's like yeah, I, I'm going Delaware. If I'm staying in this region, I'm gonna go Delaware.
2: My my advice is that somebody who lives in Overbrook Park is what I like to consider the best of both worlds, mm-hmm. because you have the location to where as though is not necessarily the city, but you have the access to the city. Now again, what does your family look like? Because if you go to Delaware, it's no social life. Mm-hmm. You have to. I, I believe. I don't. I don't have one. I, I literally. I go home but it changes when you don't have the opportunity to have one too because i worked in delaware for a long time and at five and six or seven o'clock especially in the fall it get dark quick and it shuts down i mean obviously they rebuild it now but if you wanted more bang for your buck delaware is still not that far right Mm -hmm. to me it's a half hour drive 495 you get traffic go to back in 13 and come up your favorite place 291 where you hit the casino and stuff like that right so it's not about distance right you do get more bang for your buck and a lot of times when you go to montgomery county it's expensive yeah so you you paying for the school right Yeah, for sure on on the taxes they're going to get you for the tuition so if school is what you want i say i always say go because you paying for the schools? Do you move to the a school city?
0: district in uh, Delaware—it has a funny name, begins with an A. They got the best school district in Delaware. In Delaware? Yeah. Uh, begins with an A. I can't think of the name of it.
2: What city is it in? Uh, I'm about to tell you right now. Best school district. But if she's thinking about moving to the city, what's the benefits of moving to the city if you're already in Overbrook? Is it to get the rental property income? Well, so that you can go and p- probably live without having to pay much or not. Yeah, because I mean, sh- as far as the city goes, you are already in a good area. Right, you're accessible to all those things yeah. already. So I don't, I wouldn't.
0: Apaquinamic, Apaquinamic, school district, and I, I know I, I always read it. They're like the number one school district in Delaware. Nice, and uh, it's right near Middletown. Like okay, that's okay. Where it's, but their school district is like supposed to be like phenomenal. Like okay, it's like it's supposed to be like top ten on the East Coast yeah. or something crazy nice. like that. Yeah, so it's like yeah, I mean you can you, know, you if you worried about school districts like i told you i've read that one day and i i read stupid ass articles, mm-hmm. but it's like you know you can find school districts here and there around different areas so it's like again like you said what are your needs you right. know what i mean how many kids what are you trying to do with them how long do you want to be there because you know people take out a 30-year mortgage knowing they're not going to stay in the house for right. 30 years so it's all different ways to play it. like but like i said for me personally it's i i don't think i can buy a house to live in philadelphia because you're just not getting much right for these homes anymore. And for my one of my homies sold a row home on Lindbergh uh Boulevard for two hundred and four thousand dollars.
1: Like crazy, right? Two oh four. It's a seller's market right now. And that's what people also need to understand. The city of Philadelphia is absolutely and truly a seller's market. Yeah. Like you're not really you gonna find some hidden gems here or there, but for the most part, it's not really gonna be in your favor if you're looking to buy something like like the house I just sold, we didn't have no seller's assist on it or none of that shit. Like, we basically got full ass for it. It nice. was on the market for one day we got an offer.
2: No contingency?
1: Like, small
2: shit. So they did do a. Uh, they did an inspection. An inspection, okay.
0: All right, one last question before we get to direct this up. Um. I was about to go into the high guys at the beginning of <laughs> <all> fucking studio. <laughs> why do y'all, I don't understand why they write that in the email. Like, all right, whatever. That's a, that's a
2: formal email. Don't discourage that.
0: No, I'm not discouraging it. Please. But it's just, you know. Because
2: you don't even have a subject line it's going to the spam.
0: Yeah. Anyway, uh, are credit repair companies recommended for anyone trying to up their credit score? Did you, have you ever used any of them? Um, I use uh, Lexington Law. They I wasn't it. gonna give them a plug, but yeah, I, yeah, I used, mean, I I use Lexington I use Law. Lexington Law. That's what literally, like literally, when they they pulled my uh experience, I had, I don't know, nine to ten things on there. Yeah, they got every single one. Like literally, my experience is all the loans that I've taken out over. The, this is how my credit went up. I started taking out those little bullshit loans, the little $1, thousand dollar, fifteen hundred yeah. that come right out of my check. I got. My caddy, my DTS, that was through my credit union, so it came right out of my check. I literally haven't missed a payment, uh, didn't right. miss a payment on anything for like six, seven years. Nice. Went to Lexington Law, they got every one of my all the old shits taken yeah. off. Credit was damaged. Yeah, I've tried. Like,
1: I'm. Like, I, I don't mind giving Lexington Law a plug because I've tried to get around them in terms of like credit repair. I still mm-hmm. got like little small nagging stuff on my credit. Like I, I got like, but it ain't. It's a far cry from what it was. I literally when I started. In June of 2014, when I started with them, I probably had like 78 negative items between my three credit bureaus collectively. And within 30 days, they got it down to like 40-something. And then another 30 days, it got down to like 29. And, but the problem was After like the initial 90 days The shit stalled out Yeah So what I would do with them is I would like cycle them on and off I would do like three months on Six months off Three months on Four months off Whatever like that Like I think I'm about to start back with them Because I got like some little small stuff On my experience report My TransUnion My Equifax is beautiful It's nothing on there um, But it's just like the shit works, and if you stay on top of it the way you're supposed to, like, every week, like, viewing it and calling them and stuff like that, once your initial disputes go out, if they don't work, they'll send escalation letters gotcha. for you. And that's what a lot of credit repair agencies don't, don't do. do. They don't it. focus on, like, the escalation is saying, alright, we verified this is true, but it's this, Da-da-da. they still look for loopholes to be able to get you out of this shit. Yeah, Lexington Law literally got Everything off my And girl. I talked to a credit guy He's on the lam right now <laughs> But uh I talked to this <laughs> credit guy from San Diego Like two years ago His wife left him and he just went on the lam And he owed people money apparently But uh we had a really good conversation And he told me He was like uh, Damn what was I what was I saying Oh he said He's like once something goes negative Don't pay it yeah, yeah. You, He's you, like, you, it's you like if it. something goes negative Don't I, pay I, it I did,
0: The lady from Lexington Law Who's working on my case She was telling me Because I was telling her I'm like listen uh, I had something on there from uh, When I was out in Utah, it was like $72 Utah. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna pay that real quick and she was like no Leave it
2: alone, yeah, don't because page. the
0: second you make a payment, yeah, it like it's it new activity on that. Yeah, so yeah. like your whole process of it being inactive for five, six, seven it years starts over. Starts over, yeah. So don't touch it if yeah. it's you know not being. It's
2: good to hear positive stories about Lexus DeLaw because it seemed like any client that I ever had that had went with them, they had a hard story.
1: Yeah, they had hard. It stories. was cool. For me. I had a hard story with like a person that I knew, that, and that uh, was that
0: was the second part of this question. She was like, "I see all these." quote unquote credit geniuses on my
1: Instagram. Are they worth it? I never dealt with any person. I, say, I dealt with two different people. One was my man, I love him to death. I gave his motherfucker four hundred and fifty dollars. He did nothing. Mm. Like I was posting like positive results on my shit from shit that I did and he calling me like, hey did we do that? Motherfucker, you should know if y'all <laughs> do that. <anything." laughs> If you calling me asking me did y'all do that, you know you didn't do it. <laughs> but Lexington That's one of ours, baby. <laughs> that's one of ours, baby. You get that credit. <laughs> but but
2: but, but Lexington they charge about hundred dollars <laughs> a fucking month. Them though, right? up, man. <laughs> it's a hefty task. Oh, no, for definitely for some people that's looking to build some stuff. No, it's definitely. Yeah, Lexington was a, a bean yeah. I got a, I mean when I first started off I had a partner of mine, she was a director, um, she 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 worked for a nonprofit but she don't work there now but I used to refer people to her because these services was free yeah and for the most part the people they liked it her but they said that you know because it was nonprofit they didn't feel like it go all the way yeah you know what I'm saying so I then I have another person that I work with um, that I refer clients to as well and I, I haven't heard anything bad but you know her yeah. prices is not ongoing but me myself personally I you know. I focus on what I I can do on my own, and yeah. then from there, um, if I wanted to get somebody a it probably would be her. Um, but for right now, you know, like I said, I heard Lexington Law. I know what they can do. They do a lot of other stuff too as well. But that hundred dollars a month
1: recurring. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely a tab. It's like a it's like a gym a lot of times. I think that's more sort yeah, of issue.
2: Yeah, because they pay for it and they don't utilize the service, but they never cancel the subscription right. and, and then they, they just get in the paid bill. hundred dollars. Yeah. You look up. That's one hundred dollars a year. Yeah. Well,
0: the I
1: mean, uh.
0: It's been dope. We ran through two hours fast. Yeah. I don't even feel that like was two hours? Straight yeah. talk. Yeah. Uh,
1: get them all your contact information, social media, your agency name, phone number, all that shit, e- e- email. All right, cool. So, uh, Jamil
2: Kendall, so J A H M E L K E N D A L L. That's my Twitter name. That's my Instagram name. Uh, you said what?
0: You spelled that nice. Like, I used to fuck up, Matt makes me sick. Every I episode. <laughs> I
2: probably would have messed up Kendall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, Jamil Kendall on Twitter, uh, Jamil Kendall on uh, Instagram, and then on Facebook is Jamil Kendall as well. Uh, my phone number is 215 My email is Jamil, J A H M E L Kindle, K-E-N-D-A-L-L, W-F-G at gmail.com. My company is called World Financial Group and Transamerica Financial Advisors. Again, I have three workshops a week on Tuesday nights at 7, Wednesday nights at 7, and then Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. So if you need more information on that, you can contact me. My workshops are free, and my services actually are free, too, as well. A lot of people don't know that. So when you come and you sit down with me, it's not like a free consultation. Right. It's through the whole process my services are free.
1: Unless they buy something.
2: Well, obviously, if somebody needs some insurance, I can't right, get right, it right. for yeah, free, you know free. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but for the most part, the, the planning part of it is free. And that's to be able to, you know. And what days are the work? You said uh, two days. Uh, uh, In Chinatown Chinatown. 1020 Ray Street, second floor On Wednesdays is in South Philly 1625 Washington Avenue At 7pm and then on Saturdays For the month of July is in South Philly At 10 o'clock 1625 Washington
1: I know y'all got affiliate offices around the country Can you kind of give some information for that Because we got like a worldwide listener base
2: Um, Yeah so if it's anywhere between Puerto Rico, uh, North America Puerto Rico, America and then Canada Depending on what region you are, you contact me, I can find an office close to you. One of the reasons why I have multiple offices, affiliations uh, between different cities is because I have people in those regions and they need help. I reached out to the people that I know in those areas and then we connect them. Right. So we we service the whole America, Puerto Rico, and Canada. So if you're in any of those
1: regions, uh, we can help. So anybody, TRPE... Uh family that need financial advice, contact m- my guy here. He gonna send you to whoever's in your region if you need to meet somebody in person. Right. Yes.
0: It is free. It is free. And it's free. Throw it's that free. out there. If,
2: free ninety nine. And it and also again we Y'all was yeah. downtown for them free hoagies <laughs> <over there. laughs> acting a fool. I forgot about hoagie day Yo, it was all <laughs> fucked up downtown <laughs> the other day. But but so. but but definitely. Um, and my website is Jamil Kendall, uh Opportunity uh, d- uh, at wfg So okay. And then, like I said, if you know if people is interested in becoming a financial professional, um, contact me. We can help them with that. Get them licensed and teach them about those things as well. Um, allow them to build the agency within the agency as well. So.
0: That's dope.
1: That's awesome, man. We appreciate you coming out today. Um, this is, again, a show I wanted to do for a long time. Yeah, I think is, it's going to be really, actually, really, like, really been impactful, yeah. and I think everybody going to learn something. Y'all can uh, talk about y'all uh, 21 Savage and Amber Rose shit amongst yourselves <laughs> until <laughs> next week. <laughs> we had a real topic this week with a real guest, man. I just want to say thank you, man. We appreciate it. Uh, everybody out there. Yeah, we'll here, further
0: man. break down 444 once I fully listen to everything. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, everybody out there, a- as usual, TheRoseMerchEver.com. Follow us on um, IG, The Realest Podcast Ever. Did you bring my hat? No, I didn't get (sighs) it done yet. Um, That's bad (laughs) on my part. Um, Follow us on IG at The Realest Podcast Ever. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just type in TRPE. Channel come right up. And leave comments on everything. Yes. Wherever we – Instagram, YouTube – uh Podbean, iTunes, leave comments, man. We need the comments. We trying to get back to where we charting. We doing the numbers, definitely. but we not charting because we don't got no goddamn comments. <laughs> I just wanted to make a quick correction. My my website is
2: jamilkindle.wfgopportunity.com. Okay. And then you go on there, you can find a lot of information. And it was definitely a pleasure being here. And like I said, I'm honored to be here, and I'm glad y'all invited me. And I hope everybody can learn at least one thing today. I, yeah. pr- I appreciate that. That's dope, man. You guys come a long way, man. I'm proud of y'all, man. Thank you, you man. Came I'm telling you, his... <laughs> <Don't start. laughs> I seen his aura when he was. <laughs> That's like, the old dude, dude. <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> my frustration, Mark. Yeah. Yo,
0: Kendall, a whole different dude now. Shout to out to all that.
2: the Muslims who, you know, Ramadan just was upon yeah. us, and you know, uh, you know, it's a beautiful thing, man. Our city is is turning. A lot of people don't see these things happening, and shout out to my man Carl too. Yeah, definitely.
1: Shout out to Pastor Carl.
2: Yeah, we gotta get Carl back up here. Carl's always one of my favorite guests. Yeah, yeah. we
1: got a uh, we got AO next week. Yeah, AO's <laughs> the coming return ahead. of AO next week. Oh, he man. talking about I want a structured, funny topic. I'm like, what are you using this as your demo tape <laughs> or something else? You gonna submit this to uh, F Fox Sports One or something? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> playing a lot of games. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, man, we appreciate everybody out there uh, in the world listening to the show, man. This is a very big one for us, very important show, something that's, like, near and dear to me because I want to educate y'all as much as possible. We do enough entertaining and clowning on a weekly basis, but hopefully everybody out there learns something from this show. So when you see this one pop up on your timeline, make sure you share it, retweet it, uh, copy the link, send it to somebody that you know because there's somebody out there that can learn something from what we talked about today. Right. We out. Peace.